Hey guys, before we get in the show, let me tell you what we talked about. We talked about that stupid fuck Donald Trump Jr. getting COVID. How did he get COVID? In the woods with a flannel shirt like a jerk-off? We're talking about app development. We're talking about crazy things. Uh, Kamala Harris is transitioning. I don't know what that means. I think it means she's moving into a new house. I don't know if her new house is a penis. We're going to find out on the show. Mike had a fight on a raft. It wasn't with a black guy named Jim. This is a cold open. I don't know how cold opens work. And I'll tell you this right now. At the end of this show, there's an interview with me and a friend of mine named Dee. If you listen to High Society Radio, you know who that is because I mention him all the time because he's one of my good friends for a long time. Uh, he said three of the most interesting jobs I've ever heard of, one of them being he used to kidnap children and bring them to boot camp like for Maury Povich. If you don't want to stay tuned for that at the end of the show, at the end of the show proper, uh, about two hours in, you go just forward, fast forward, just listen to that part. But if you don't want to stay tuned, just, just, just the man kidnapped children with their parents' blessing. It's an interesting show. On top of that, we 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 talked about uh, a dude that I saw try to get laid, scooting, scooting, and like I said, Mike fought on a raft. A fist fight on a raft. This is a cold open, Notes of a Goon. All right. Let's have some beers, folks. What's up, goons? It's your boy, Chris. Here we go. We're doing a show. Notes of a Goon. What is this, episode 16, Mike? Uh, Yeah, that, that checks out. Okay. Episode 16 is our Thanksgiving spooktacular Ooh. Yeah. Uh, look. The What's city- that turkey stuff with? Yeah. Is it ghosts? Oh, it's it's, it's littered with ghosts, Mike. <laughs> it's a, um, but yeah, it's a, the city. They're re-killing the city, Mike. It's a zombie turkey. It's a zombie city. Mm. The dead city. We're, we're here. We're trapped in New York City. Uh, the bars are now closed at 10 o'clock. It's popping outside. Yo, it's it, but here's the thing. Like this, we had like a cold snap earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Today, walking around, it's nice out. I feel like there's gonna be some park bevies after this. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be people are gonna be out drinking. Like there's gonna be. It's like some. It's funny. Like somebody um, in my fucking like Facebook timeline was just like, "This is my first time in Manhattan in forever." It's like dead ass. I was like, "Why'd you wait till winter?" I was like, "Tompkins Square Park became my favorite fucking bar over the summer." It was a pretty sweet bar, dude. Dude, fucking just brass bands coming, fucking motherfuckers breakdancing and shit. Pretty it was popping. We were just out there. We had a, we were squad deep out there multiple times, just getting drunk, fights breaking out, cops can't do shit. It was great. Yeah, dude. We we defunded them. The cops are done. The they're boogeyman's fu- out of New York. They're fucking broke. Mm. They're fucking uh they're 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 panhandling. The fucking police are out there going, going, do you have a couple of bullets so I can shoot a black? Can you spare a few bullets, fella? Big man, can you spare a few bullets? Just busking for brutality? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my arms are so, I'm getting carpal tunnel because of all the chokeholds I have to apply. We're out of bullets. <laughs> Dude, that actually, like, yo, I, the, the more I'm like, Training jujitsu, like you know, just training martial arts. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, why, why the fuck aren't cops just doing jujitsu twice a week? Like that should just be mandatory. All right, is this is this the Joe Rogan experience now? Is that a thing that he says that 
every episode. Does he really? Yeah. I don't fucking listen to Rogies. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I mean. I turned it on yesterday because Chappelle was on and fucking I listened to two hours of Donnell Rollins. I'm like, this is horrible. Well, so here's the, here's the thing uh, with cops learning jujitsu. We tried to figure out a way, and I, I, you know, I know some people who work in the NYPD, and we tried to figure out a way to offer the grappling club was trying to figure out a way we we're like we'll give you guys like just have the nypd with the local precinct where we're located like you guys just we'll give you 40 percent off memberships just send us 20 cops and we'll throw in we were like we'll give you half off we'll give your we'll give police officers half off memberships if you just guarantee us that 20 or 30 cops will show up you know what I mean? Plus, we'll do a monthly seminar just for cops. If they did that, and it was just like I went and like went through the proper channels, and like you just hit like it's like it's like the whole thing when we tried to do with the fucking with the with the firefighters in in California. You just hit these roadblocks, and you just keep calling these people, and they keep saying maybe next time. Maybe there's no real way to do anything in government. That's yep. why the city is dying. They can't. <laughs> Fix anything. Cuomo's just like, just shut it down. Just, just, I fucking, first of all, let's talk about this. Uh, one thing that's not dead is my face. If you remember last week, I had a big uh, infected pussy scar on my face. Yeah, you, right? had, you, had a, you had a cyst with teeth. Cyst with teeth. It was like, mong, 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 coming out the side of my fucking face. And so. You were I, eating for two. I was eating for, I was fucking, I was brushing the teeth over here, eating a hoagie with this hand. <laughs> it looked like I was taking two cocks in the mouth. I but, hope B. Kyrie Wine gets that footage. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but so I, I switched. I was wearing the N95 masks. So those are supposed to be the safer ones. And then I switched to these neck gaiters. You see this thing? Oh, you got the gaiter on? Uh, and uh, supposedly these are worse than nothing. But I could go into a store with this thing. Yeah. And it, didn't even, it doesn't even seem to have affected the way I sound in the mic. A little bit, right? Yeah, just barely. So it, it, it's probably doing not anything to save me. But it cleared up my face, so I've become one of these, one of the neck eater guys, which just, it, it doesn't it feel like um, people just wear this to fucking spite every, like, I'm, gonna, I'm wearing it all the time now just to show people, like, yeah, I'm not one of you sheeple. I'm one of these, I'm going to get one with the Punisher skull with the thin blue line on it. That's right. the only way to look cool. All right, I mean, come on now. No, I'm not, I wouldn't do that. But There's limits, doggy. Like, that actually, here's the thing. Like, the gator is, like, a nice set of, like, I mean, I'll comply to your rules, but on my terms. It, it is a weird thing. But so it, it did, it, like I said, it cleared up my pussy face. Mm. But now. And your whole pussy attitude of wearing masks. Whole pussy attitude of wearing masks. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm, I'm an anti-masker now. I protested something this weekend. I haven't protested since the Iraq war, Mike. For real? What do you yeah. protest? I, well, when, he, when uh, Bush came down and was, like, mission accomplished, I protested masks. Every day. But then when Bush... I, the main thing I protested Wait, during the what? Iraq war was Bush saying mission accomplished. You were protesting masks during the Iraq war? Yes. <laughs> gas so masks? I wanted oh. <laughs> for, I, I wanted the Kurds to stop wearing gas masks. That was the whole thing. Um, so you're you're an anti-mask hipster? Yeah, I'm an anti-mask. I was doing it before it was cool. Um, I was also I was also back in World War One. I, I was protesting gas masks. Yeah, dude. Fucking take your mustard, mustard gas yeah, like a man. Yeah, take your fucking mustard gas, you fucking pussy. Yeah, Spread dude. that shit with a knife. Come on now. Yeah. Fucking put a little horseradish in that motherfucker. You know you what know, I'm saying? That doesn't sound that rough. Yeah, it sounds pretty fucking good. Why didn't the French think of that? Why didn't they just have pastrami in World War One? Right? The Jews point. hadn't been gassed yet. It's fair. 
That's Maybe. World War II. That's the sequel. That's why they killed all the Jews in the second one, because they didn't have the fucking pastrami ready, and then they had to wear gas masks like a bunch of pussies in World War One. And they probably all got pussy faces from it, and that's why they all died got in the Luckily, my pussy face cleared up. Yeah, I'm dude. fucking glad. I'm looking fucking good. I'm fucking crushing it. I'm looking very masculine. My beard's growing in. Yeah. You got that like gray I, beard look? Hell yeah, I got this geeter. Yeah, you're like you look like a you look like a wise man I, who knows how to I, catch a gator. I look like I'm I'm ready to rape something on top of a pinball machine right now. I'll tell you that right now. Nah, dude, you're too old for that bar. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so so uh, uh I I've been thinking a lot about uh, so the increase there's been an in, a slight uptick. In coronavirus cases here in New York City, just uh, it's it's at three percent infection rate. The amount of cases are up. The amount of testing they're doing in the city and state is like triple what it was just even a few weeks ago. It was like twenty thousand. Now it's like or it was like thirty thousand. Now it's up to almost seventy thousand tests a day, uh, which is good. People should be getting tested. Wait, I got so, tested three times this month. All right, so let me process this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, the amount of people that have that are getting testing positive. <laughs> Keeps going up. Keeps going up. Which makes more people get tested. Yeah. Which makes it's, it's a circular the thing. number of positive cases go up. But the hospitalizations are still well within the parameters for reopening when they started. Really? In the city, yes. Okay, because I just keep reading. Like, that's the thing that keeps splashing across the timeline that's starting to scare me is they're saying there's record numbers of hop- hospitalizations. Well, obviously, you hit a new record every day when one person isn't admitted because yeah. it's a new high. Oh, yeah, but you're also... It's a rolling no, tally. No, 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 no. I'm saying In people, New York or in the country? I'm, I only care about New York. I don't know. Dude, I, I, no, I look at the numbers every single day. So here, I'll pull them up on my phone. All right, because this is actually really interesting because I, I don't think, like, you know what I mean? It's become this whole kind of thing where it's like you're on this team or you're on this team, and it's like I don't think people are looking at data. Like... This whole idea of like closing down public schools, dude. Is I've literally showed insane so. To me. So basically, Gothamist does this really great thing where they cut and paste the New York State uh, Board of Health charts daily right into their website, so it's like easy to find. So I just have that bookmarked, and I just go to it, and they have all the charts. They have the shit, they, and they have the positivity rate that going all the way back to like last March. Okay. And so here's the thing. Here's from here's the milestone criteria. So the original milestone criteria set for the city. Was supposed to be, it has to be less than 550 new cases a day. But that was back when we were doing 20,000 tests a day, 15,000 tests a day. We're doing 70,000 tests a day. And so the positivity rate is still well below 5%. It's at th- today, it's at, um, it was at, well, yesterday, today was at 3.02. I thought 3% was the. For schools. Okay. That was a deal with the teachers union that was made after the opening criteria because you know what I mean? Okay. So that was a different thing. So that's why the city schools are closed? Exactly. Because the teachers unions. Because the teachers unions. Like. Fat cats. It's not fat cats, dude. Fucking. That shit is really frustrating because I'm a guy who grew up on fucking like Dropkick Murphys. You know what I mean? Like that was my favorite band when I was like fucking 14, 15. And like half their songs are like, yeah, the fucking good man, the worker, the blue collar guy. And like, I don't know. There was always something. No, look, I don't. I don't. Look, so here's the thing. Here's have the thing. bastardized the way that business is done in this country. And it's fucking insane. No, 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 no. So here's the thing. If you're the teachers union. So I kind of don't blame them because a lot of teachers are infirmed. You know what I mean? It's not. Well, like, it's just, there's a lot of, first of all, there's a lot of older teachers, okay. just in general. There's a lot of fat teachers. Okay. Um, a lot of gay teachers. That's a disease. That's a pre-existing condition. Um, I mean, in the 80s, it was. But I mean, certainly. Um, 
No, but it's, uh, I mean, I'm joking, obviously, but it's, it's this weird fucking, it's this weird fucking thing where it's like, I, I don't, they don't want to work because schools are fucking, kids are gross. <laughs> like, I, I'll never forget this. When I went to go pick up my niece and nephew upstate because their sister was sick, and me and my girl are sitting there and we're going, um... Yeah, maybe we should wear. We were we were supposed to stay with them in a hotel for a night, and we're we're, gonna, we're like, oh, we'll just wear masks the whole fucking night. Whatever, we'll stay in our on our side of the room. We'll just give them some games to play on their side of the room. And my nephew literally crawls up my leg within thirty seconds and coughs in my eyeball. Like I like literally goes. It's been so long since I saw you, Chris. Climbs up my eyeball, my 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 leg, and coughs in my eyeball. Within, I'm talking 30 seconds, and I was just like, "Well, I guess that's out the window." Like we're just we're not doing the distance thing, like so. It's like I don't, I kind of don't blame the teachers union for being like, "Yeah, what, if it's at three percent in the general population, it's probably at 78 percent in the schools." Kids are gross, yeah. and no, nothing is stopping 15 year olds from touching each other's genitals. Okay, but but nothing is stopping it, Mike. No geeter. <laughs> This is like a dental dam. You think a kid's using... They're not using condoms. They're definitely not using dental dams. All right, that actually... If I was 16, I would 100% try to get my girl to give me a bead with a gator on. I mean, no. Not when you were 16. Yes. You would do that when you were 20, and right. you had already gotten at least four dozen blowjobs from different from at least two different women. All right, that's fair. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know why I picked the number four dozen. No, that's a fair number. Yeah. And it, it should be spread over more than two women, but yeah. Yeah, probably three women. Yeah. Minimum four dozen blowjobs over three women. Yeah. Yeah, then you can start getting weird. And let's be, let's, be, <laughs> let's be honest. When you're 20, the majority of those blowjobs came from one fucking fallacious whore. Uh, you know, or, or a girlfriend. Your girlfriend was a fallacious whore. Or or look, here's the thing. If your girlfriend wasn't a whore when she started blowing you at 18, shortly after she stopped blowing you at 18, she became a whore. Every girl goes through some sort of hoe phase. Oh no, yeah, she was right uh, after her first serious boyfriend. Yeah, there was a reason I started dating her. Well, so she, she was the whore who would blow me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You're a fucking real Jesus. You're a Jesus figure. You're Something a Christ, like you're that. a Christ figure. I am Christ-like. No, but so I, I I've been saying this. Yeah, the fear. I think the fear mongering is making the test go. It's just a circular. It's a circular thing. Like, and it, uh, like, I've never processed that. Like you're the first person I've heard mention the the seventy thousand tests a day thing. Well, that's like, the thing is like I look so like, like people were laughing at Trump when he said, "Yeah, there's more cases because there's more tests," and it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, the infection rate is still not insane. It's not like it's gone up. It was like at one point five percent a few weeks ago. It's gone up, but like here's the thing is like in any other scientific fucking pursuit, you know, under one percent increase, you know, now it's a, now it's a, we're talking one and a half percent. But you know what I mean? Like we took one to two percent. So like it was down to about one percent. It was under one percent for a few days, but it was still hovering around 08 percent. We're talking about a little over two percent. Like it's almost statistically insignificant in most in most scientific studies. You know what I mean? Like it would be considered statistically insignificant. Sure, but we're talking about uh... hospitalizations are still not crazy. The yeah, they're going are... up though. Look at this. So this is the this is the data I have for New York City hospitals according mm -hmm. to nyc.gov. Uh, we can see there was about 32, 30, like it was uh, yeah, high twenties, low thirties. Okay, so you a understand. So the milestone for, criteria that was set in the beginning to reopen was uh, hospitalization, hospital admissions under two hundred a day. So we're still less than half that, right? Correct. 
Is it really? It was 200 a day? It was 200 a day when the milestones were set. Wow. So, okay, um, yeah. So, yeah, we are exactly under half that. I mean, it was 93 today. But this is what I'm is- saying. So, so here's the thing. There's a lot of factors that go into this, too. So, two weeks ago, we had a, a, anybody who works in a service industry or a retail store will fucking tell you this. When it first, first gets cold, you are fucking dead. Right? If you work in a bar, the first two weeks it's cold, people are like, I ain't going out, it's fucking cold. Then, two, one of two things happens. You get a warm spell, and then your bar is packed. Or, you have to wait two months, and then people go, fuck it, I don't care that it's cold, I'm putting on a coat and going out. That's just how that shit works. And so, two weeks ago, it was super warm, and fucking people were celebrating in the streets, and all of a sudden, within two weeks, there's a slight uptick in COVID cases. Oh my God. What do you think? Like, it's just like when we were going, I don't understand why these Jewish neighborhoods are having massive spikes during that holiday where they all sit in fucking little huts, <laughs> fucking two feet from each other, eating fucking, I assume, some sort of matzo ball soup that they share out of a trough. I don't really know what goes on other than they're in that stupid, it's called a Sukkot. Yeah. Suck it. Suck it. It's all, they celebrate their Lord and Savior, Degeneration X. <laughs> <laughs> and they eat in a treehouse. Pray to the high holy Triple H. Exactly. He's the king of kings. <laughs> He's got the schnoz. Uh, fallen angel Shawn Michaels. Well, this is where I was talking about. He's like, so the last time there was an uptick, and I noticed this, there was a very slight uptick. This is a few weeks ago. And I noticed the number of tests go up insanely. And it was right after fucking Cuomo came on TV. And fucking cut that Dark Days promo. Remember when he cut that shit? He's like, I see Dark Days ahead. Remember? It was a fucking... You could have just played the Undertaker gongs under this fucking <laughs> stupid Dago. But he fucking came off like fucking um, Pacino and Devil's Advocate. Where are the COVID cases? Everywhere! Shut the fuck up. I'm the devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. He just came out like, Doc Dave, daddy. I'll tell you this right now. The American dream is dead, daddy. <laughs> Fucking. That, just, that bat from China came out put hard times on the small business owners all across the city. The son of a plumber is, he's pawning his copper pipes, daddy. <laughs> he's at the scrapyard, daddy. It's a scrappy virus. It's in your lungs. It's giving people pussy faces. <laughs> That's right. Everything is pro wrestling, people. Um, <laughs> speaking of pro wrestling, not quite. But Mike. Yes. Now, I need you to play uh, some music for me. Now, you have the music bed, and I need you to play it. Now, you had a fight this weekend. I did. Now, uh, it was in Lake Havasu, Arizona. We talked about it a bit on the show last mm-hmm. week. Uh, it's been talked about on Believe You Me on the Real Ass Podcast. On High Society Radio. On High Society Radio. We talked about it. We wished you luck because we, we, we wanted you to have a, get, good, a good fight. I got a text oh. from Erin. She said, uh, you, you know, Chris started the show by wishing you good luck. And I was like, that meant, that meant a lot to me. Bronx Johnny hit me up the morning of, wished me good luck. And, you know, you guys are uh, very, 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 uh, very kind. Yeah. And um, so... This was what I suggested. This is Tina Turner. This is, should have been your walkout music. Now it wouldn't. It would have been boat out music because it was on a you. You fought a man on a raft. I don't know, dude. Boating out is significantly cooler than. 
walk out. I don't know, man. That draft, that NBA draft with the jet skis was not as dope as they pretended it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, because jet skis are lame. A pu- going from a party boat onto first of all a sick jet- boat with a little dog. Jet skis are lame. You're Jet skis are the best, man. <laughs> now you're coming are... out to this on a pontoon boat? Drinking some, some sort of red drink? I mean, if I was, if I had like a Jimmy Buffett shirt on. It'd be kind of hard with, uh, with with the headgear and the uh, and the gloves already on. I couldn't like wear my I couldn't wear my walkout shirt, which is kind of lame. Uh, Johnny Smallhands made me a sick walkout shirt. Oh, really? What yeah, did yeah, say? yeah. Uh, it just had a house on it. Uh, Ellis Mania 20. Uh, uh, train hard, fight easy. So now you won. You won handily. Oh, yeah. I'd say. Uh, you did seem a little gassed by the end. So now, uh, how, now we were talking on the live stream, the guest digital live stream. How, how much harder was it to balance on that raft than you thought? Because it, it, it was on like a little, like one of those floating docks that you kind of just jump onto so you could cannonball into a lake. Yeah. It's like what you play like King of the Hill on at camp. Yeah. I'm not turning it up every time it hits the chorus. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, so what, what it was. I always said, hold on. If I always said if I became a heel wrestler, I would get like extravagant robes and come out to this song. I mean, you'd be fucking killing it, dude. Killing it. Like if I, I, I would have to be so much gayer. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the fact that Zach has yet to do this kind of blows my mind. There was a there was a spot Zach did at a at a, when it was Capital, not Catalyst Wrestling, uh, where Zach came out and I was like, "You're legitimately doing Meatloaf from Rocky Horror Picture Show." And he's like, "Yeah, pretty yeah, much." Like, course, yeah. and it was it was cinematic. Uh, but yeah, dude, fucking, uh, it wasn't so much the bounce thing as it was like because I was able to like push off well and like you know like, it wasn't it wasn't anything too crazy like that. I de- it definitely did tax my legs though. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that, like, it was, you know, like, the, there was, like, definite, there was more force needed to, like, stay balanced than, you know, if I'm walking around, like, on a gym on regular mats. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely did help me, though, like, in situations where, like, the number one thing I had a problem with in training was, like, getting too, like, light on my feet while I'm trying to punch. You know what I mean? So, like, try to throw a combination while I'm trying to move out. It really, it became a thing where it's like, you got to put your feet down solid on this fucking thing and just keep swinging for the fences Mm -hmm. and then worry about moving out. So, um, as far as a first fight experience, it was, you know, it was pretty fucking dope. It It was an interesting thing. Now, what was that? Was it a mall you were at? It was just a dock? It was just a marina? Yeah, Was there so, like a crab shack? Yeah, so the uh, like the the it's the main boardwalk like all around the lake, okay. right? Like so, this was the lake of uh, Lake Havasu. Can you pull up a picture? I want to remember. I'm trying to re- refresh what it looked like. Sorry to admit, you could turn. You could you could turn. You okay, turn. Thank God. Y- your official walkout music. I off. mean, it a hundred percent would not have been my walkout music for the record. It should have been. I mean, uh, look. Here's the thing. Devil's gonna come by Raphael. If, lake. if you're listening to this. Uh, don't listen to Mike, whatever he wanted to put as his thing. But you should tweet him at the M. Harrington and be like, you're a fucking idiot. Chris is a master of ring psychology. Because if you start playing that as you walk, first of all, slowly, and you're into it. And like I'm talking about, like, you don't do that stupid thing where people come out and they're like, what are you doing that for? You come out and you're just like, I am the best. Yeah. And then that guy starts thinking. Holy shit! Is he is he the best? Is he simply he, the best? What have be. I gotten myself into? <laughs> He's the best. The song says it. He got Tina Turner to sing it about him. 
Have you ever seen her legs 25 years ago? Incredible. Yeah. Uh, huh. Um, yeah, so, like, this was the boardwalk area, right? Okay. So, like, all up and down here, because this is actually the London Bridge. Yes. Um, I, I could tell by the Doctor Who machine. Well, <laughs> uh, well, no, like this was, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like this was brought over brick by brick from London. Like when oh, they okay. say London Bridge is falling down, this was the bridge that was falling down. They just have money for dumb shit in Arizona. I guess, dude. Oh, man, dude, that was fucking sick. I was fighting like right there. Oh, yeah, that's where it was. That's fucking dumb. But I like that they were like, they couldn't promote it. So there was just random. At one point, there was just one lady on a paddle boat behind you, disgusted <laughs> during your fight. It was hilarious. She was a, a lone woman on a paddle boat, just disgusted at what she was. Like, who were these fat people? <laughs> Wait, what are they? What are they? What are they fight? Are they fighting for bait so they can catch a fish? This is what this woman was thinking. But let's get to the meat and potatoes of the issue. She won the fight. We knew you were going to win the fight. Pretty I, confident. I really didn't have a doubt. My one thing when I saw the precariousness of the raft. Yes. When I first got here, so I had missed. So apparently Lewis was involved in some gang beating. Where's uh, it was five, <laughs> and he lost. And he wa- I watched it afterwards, but I was like, I was like, oh, Harrington's gonna fall into that thing. And somebody goes, Lewis already fell into the thing. And I was like, okay, that as long as one of us made a fool of it, then it's not gonna happen twice. Well, right? it happened three times. He, oh, yes, true. We, we'll get to that in a second. But so this is, I'm talking about my initial thing when I saw it. I was like, oh, he's going to fall right into that thing and lose. It's, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm watching this. I'm like, why is it virtual Fighter rules? <laughs> well, it wasn't actually because if he was to push me. Ellis, Jason Ellis, by the way, is the Sega Saturn of broadcasters. He's not a good broadcaster. That whoa, commentary whoa. was terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Dingo has no business calling a fight. The guy just doesn't understand fighting, clearly. Like, it is it is what it is. Like, Dingo is, I'm sure, a very good radio personality. He's a good co-host for... Look, look, look. Sega Saturn had three processors, man. PlayStation only had one. The difference is the 2D rendering versus the 3D rendering, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, because I was not a video game nerd in 1996. When was the last time I was a video game nerd? I really got my heart broken by that Sega Saturn, you know? Sorry to hear that, bubs. Uh, but the... So I, I do think Jason Ells actually is a very good broadcaster, given how like how we did on radio the day before. Um, it was one of the coolest experiences I've had in radio. Um, well, thanks. That just made me feel like a piece of shit. Okay, I mean you've done very cool shit in radio, dude. You were the pickle king of New York. Like I, 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 I we just that played that last night on Gas Digital. Yes, we did. Um, you know, I'm just saying this was a very cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have no ill, dude. Jason Ellis is the fucking man. Jason Ellis fucking rules, dude. Jason Ellis is fucking... All right, get off his dick. I get that he's gay and you want to fuck him. I, Dude, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm doing a whole thing. All right. I'm creating a thing. Do your thing. Sorry. Fucking shit on Jason Ellis if you must. Dark days ahead for Jason Ellis. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, Lewis about to put his lights out. That'll be a dark day for him. Exactly. Um. No, but... uh. So, look. So, you, you win the fight handily. Then, now there's... So, Lewis... Walked backwards into the water. And it's not looking good for Team Gas Digital over there. Right? So, uh. It wasn't the start we were looking for. Definitely not. But what I'll tell you this, though. When I got here and they told me that he already walked off the dock backwards, I was kind of just like, okay, like, now I kind of don't think Harrington will do that. Cause I, I can't imagine, like, he now knows. Because I guarantee you were thinking the whole time, like, 
Don't fall off the dock. Yeah. Don't fall off the oh, dock. Oh, dude, I came close. I came he, close So here's twice. the thing. You wouldn't have been thinking that if Lewis didn't do that. I 100% would have been. Like, less if, so. Though. I would have been thinking that 10 times more. If the fight you're supposed to fall off the dock on, Lewis stayed on the dock, and I somehow fell off. That's fair. I would be very be embarrassed. So, all right. So, Lewis falls off. Then, they bring everybody back in for, like, a, a giant. Shane Carwin. Oh, yeah. Former UFC heavyweight champion, uh, Shane Carwin. Shane, Shane Carwin, you, some fat guy who won the whole thing. Is that Was that Rock Lobster? He did not win the whole thing. He won the blindfold cowbell fight. Who won? Oh, Shane won the the no Eddie Jackson. Eddie, okay. uh, Eddie Jackson. Okay, so 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 the fight, so that one ends. You guys lose that one, but not you didn't guys. You guys didn't get eliminated first, which is good. No, now, I I got the first elimination actually. Yeah, I, I remember that. So that's good. Now here's the thing: after you get the first elimination, now you've already won your fight. You get the first elimination in the last fight. You have nothing left to prove. You have exceeded expectations. That everyone had for you, Mike. Yeah. The fact that you didn't diamond cutter Lewis <laughs> into Lake Havasu <laughs> disgusts me. Oh, stop that. It's the funniest possible thing. We're not here to be fighters, Mike. We are here to provide entertainment. Uh-uh. I'm telling you this right now. There would have been a was there a banner up for you <laughs> when you got back from Lake Havasu? Because uh, there would have been a cake and a banner if you diamond cuttered the boss into Lake Havasu. Oh fuck, dude, you're right. God damn it, I dude, it was such a cool spot though. I that- would have came in Monday morning. <laughs> I would have came. I would have. I had. A, I was away. I would have fucking drove five hours. <laughs> I was in upstate New York. I would have drove five hours. I'll tell you this. I would have got the good Polish sausage from up there. I would have brought you some Polish sausage. I'm sure Zach would have brought you an ice cream cake from Carvel. Damn, dude. How I do could you have not... been eating ice cream cake you... and Polish sausage on wrap on Monday. And then you diamond cutter. The... You got a diamond cutter the boss into the fucking water. You had nothing left to prove. If you if you got a shot to diamond cutter the boss, you got a diamond cutter the boss. Yeah. Fuck. You're right. I don't know, dude. It was... It was a cool fucking like actual. Also, also sets up your rematch. No, stop right that. now, now you're one and zero. Oh. Uh, now you're now you're one and one. Up, 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 up. I never want to fight Lewis again. I have no interest in that. My only goal is to get Lewis in good enough shape to beat the absolute shit out of Jason Ellis. Mm. Uh, but I don't know, dude. Fucking, it's it's difficult for me to do anything other than be kind and gracious to Lewis because he could not have like I every story in me wants to be like yeah Lewis was a giant piece of shit on this vacation. No, no, of course. I'm, well, we 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 do know that he had his dick in his hand while you were passed out sleeping right next to him. We learned that on Friday. I was in the living room, he was in the bedroom. Okay. He made me sleep on a pull-out couch when I was fighting that weekend, which was not great, but still better than saying it. I mean, I, I'm on the road with him next week, and I'm sure I'm sleeping on a cot, <laughs> Yo, despite you're... the fact that I have to bring the drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dude, that's going to be a sick gig, though. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, But, oh, wait, but here's the real thing. You didn't diamond... So here, how much... Think about this. So the whole thing we talked about last week was that if you win this fight... He has to pay for your first-class ticket back. Yes. Okay. You diamond-cutter him into a river. <laughs> and he's still going to... You're crotch-chopping him under the water. Bong, <laughs> bong, bong. And then you fucking... Oh, where's my first-class ticket, faggot? Come on. Let's go. It's pretty solid. Solid. Damn. 
Uh, so instead, um, we did a fun tag team pro wrestling angle mm-hmm. where we agreed we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. We're not going to fucking hurt each other. I saw the little powwow. Yeah, we're actually friends here. And then some guy came over, started shit with Lewis. I ended it. Got my first elimination. Then I got to throw punches against actual professional MMA fighter Eddie Jackson. And I found out how scary that man is. Dude, he was coming at me with fucking like, he, he did like a capoeira, like a, a single leg shoot on me. And then threw a looping overhand left that just clobbered me right on top of the head. And I was like, oh, this is, this guy's a fucking octopus throwing arms at me. I think getting beat up by capoeira, that's the breakdance fighting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's got to be more emasculating than getting fucked in jail. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Anderson Silva knows Capoeira. Anderson Silva's also probably fucked guys before. This is what I'm saying. Damn. He's got a point. Like, you know, at least that guy who uh, prefers jellies, <laughs> he's thinking about your needs, too. <laughs> um. So how was the first class flight? This is your first class. This is your first ever better than coach, probably first ever not last row of the plane. Chill, chill, chill. I had a life before I fucking... You were flying first class? I've flown first class before. One time? Uh, Upgrade with miles or you paid for it? I paid for it once and then upgrade with miles once from California to New York. Okay. That was worth it. Okay. So this is your third time flying first class. Now, you flew back from Phoenix. Uh, no, from Las Vegas. Las Ve- oh, so you drove to Vegas? Oh, I- Vegas was closer than Phoenix. Oh, really? Yeah, Vegas oh, was Oh, how, like, how far was that drive? Little, like, it was supposed to be two hours. We made it in a little under. Okay, it's yeah. not bad. It was not bad at all, dude. It was sick. Driving in there, it felt like I was driving in the fucking, like, mouth of hell. Because it was like the sun was coming down, like, just setting over the desert. Like, mm-hmm. I've never, I, uh, I've never, like... Is this the first time you've ever been in the desert? I lived in the desert for 80 days when I was in rehab, but like first time I've ever like driven through the desert, okay. especially like when I'm driving the car. It's the first time I've ever driven a car on the West Coast, so that was pretty fucking fun too. Okay. But like driving in, the sun was setting. It legitimately looked like I was driving into hell, and then like leaving as the sun was coming up over fucking you're Vegas. O- you're over romanticizing this fight on a boat, ah, uh, buddy. It was, dude. It, it was, was the like best uh, breakfast I ever had in my life. It was incredible. <laughs> it looked like if Life of Pi was also bump fights. That's what that. <laughs> whole event look like like you guys were just imagining each other somehow it was a weird massive simulation um so how was the flight though you get uh, on the flight so here's the problem uh-huh it was a jet blue flight oh there is no first class in jet blue they do have mint this was not a flight that offered that okay uh so, so you get to sit in row a lewis not even uh bulkhead so you get a bulkhead, you get a little bulkhead action. So Lewis fucked up. Uh, so no, no, Lewis didn't fuck up. What Lewis did on the way there, he paid for the because it's a seventy dollar upgrade to get the even more room. Uh, so he, which paid- by the way, super not. First of all, when you get like so on Delta, when you do the even more, I'll usually do that. I'll usually spring the extra. You know, I'm not gonna fly first class everywhere. It's fucking insanely expensive. But I'll do the extra room because you get free booze on Delta. For real? Yeah. Wow. So I'll do extra 100 bucks, and you get more room. If it's a five-hour flight, you get the extra room for whatever it is, 50 to 100 bucks. Yeah, usually, have three it's usually, drinks, you're almost breaking And I fly Delta enough where they usually will give it to you for like 50 bucks. You know what I mean? So it's awesome. like, yeah, you, you get you get the little extra room, and you get yeah, three free drinks. That's 30 bucks. That's like half the fucking cost. You know what I mean? And then fucking, but 
I I did it on JetBlue once, and if you're lucky and you happen to be in an airport where JetBlue has something worked out with the TSA there, you get a free pre-screen, and they'll let you through, but I just have pre-screen now. You know what I mean? I just was like, fuck it, I'll just pay for that. I don't want to deal with this. Um, and it's fucking, but it's like they give you nothing. Yeah. It's literally just like they they still treat you like shit. Yeah, it's sunk. JetBlue, by the way, how fucking crazy is this? This is like a weird thing that American corporations pull on people. What they do is they have like five years where they're really nice to you. They build brand loyal. Chase does this too. Chase is like shitty now. Yeah, Chase sucks. But when I first started with Chase, they, it was like almost like concierge service. They'd be like, you want a coffee? They'd make you a coffee. Like, it was fucking great. And now they fucking suck. But you know, you're not going to move your money out of the bank. JetBlue built up this loyalty where I still talk to people who are like, JetBlue's the best. Like, When's the last time you didn't fly JetBlue? Because literally any fucking airline that isn't Spirit is better than JetBlue. No, American still sucks. But yeah, pretty much anything else is better. I, it, it just sucks. JetBlue sucks. Oh, no, American's not the bad one. United is... God awful. Okay, yeah, I've had good flights on American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, American's I never flown, bad. I never flown on United. Uh, I'll tell you what the worst was the it's United ninety three. It's oh really? <laughs> no, I mean United ninety three is the plane that went down and oh, is it? <laughs> that was the worst United flight. Hmm. That's, a, that's not a good one. <laughs> you can't, you can't still call that flight United because there's pieces of it everywhere. Um, but uh, golf clap, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was solid. Yeah. Uh, That's that was just a video thing. Yeah, like that was only for the YouTube listeners, but you pointed it out. Um, but it's it, the worst airline I ever flew was Frontier Airlines to Colorado once. It's the equivalent of Spirit, but in the mountains, which makes it worse. Ooh. you know what I mean? I I literally had the woman woke me up to tell me I had to fill out an application for the debit card. And I'm like, bitch, I'm never flying this airline again. I got to go to my cousin's wedding or I wouldn't be flying it now. Now That's why I spend extra money on flights, because of that one flight. It scarred me. That is god-awful. The eighth largest commercial airline in the United States, Frontier Airlines, operates uh, flights to over 100 destinations throughout the United States, 31 international destinations. Damn. They have a hub in Denver. That's where I was flying to, Denver. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, yeah, they suck. They're worse than Spirit Air. I never flew Spirit Airlines, uh, but I, I wouldn't. Based on that. I've flown Spirit and had no issues. Really? Yeah. I think for anything for like under three hours, like if I was going to Atlanta, honestly, I would fucking, if I was just going to Atlanta, it's like an hour and a half flight, I'd fucking hold a fucking thing like the subway. I don't give a shit. Yeah, dude. Like if they were like, yeah, you could stand up and it's it, only going to cost you 50 bucks to get to Atlanta, I'd go to Magic City once a month. <laughs> that would be fucking tight, dude. Dude, I'd fly down just to hit the Claridge Night one, stay in an Airbnb, wake up, go to that dope-ass aquarium they got, and then go to fuck, eat some soul food, go to Magic City, and come home. Sounds like a bomb weekend. Dude, if they have an NWA fucking power taping, fucking crushing it that weekend. Yeah, why don't they do mega bus style flights like that? I mean, I think for something like that, I think... Oh, uh, it's just not safe. Whatever, bro. That's what I'm saying. Just fucking get me some of them fucking... Remember the boots that they had in the prison and face-off? Where there was like chunk chunk, and they locked them down in the prison with magnets and shit. Just mm. put that shit on the plane, yo. But like, all right, here's the thing, right? Everybody in New York, right? If you're in a car, you gotta have a seatbelt on. You're on a bus, ain't no fucking seatbelts on a bus. It's true. Same concept. 
Dude, I'm just saying, strap me to a fucking board. I don't care. If it's an hour and a half, like, dude, think Dog. about it this way. Bermuda is also an hour and a half away. I'm telling you, I will hold a pole like the train to get to Bermuda for 50 bucks. I'll go to Bermuda, I'll go to the beach for the day. Dog, what if they did it like uh, the Gravitron at the carnival? You know? Like the thing that just spins you around real fast. You and think, you just, so you think the plane should just spin around, Mike? No, I'm saying if we all sat at the back of the plane, wouldn't the plane be going fast enough to just... I don't <laughs> think so. If we all stood at the it's back a, of the... It's a centripetal force that's 60 to wall, Mike. All right, so what if planes just flew like that? All right, so you got fucked over on your first class flight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So first of all, let's just talk about this. $75 upgrade. 70 is That's not a purse. <laughs> Uh, now, mind you, I bet the coach ticket was cheaper than the bus trip across the country. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like a Greyhound bus across the country is fucking, or like an Amtrak would have been like $400. Oh, Amtrak would have been ridiculous. A Greyhound would have been like probably like 220 or so. Yeah, the flight was probably like a buck 80 right now. All right. They're like, they're just like, please come into our fucking death tubes. It's mostly COVID in here. No, dude, apparently the HEPA filters are mad good on the fucking planes, and fucking uh, planes are apparently, like, more sterile than hospitals and shit now. It's crazy. Yeah. Where'd you see that? The in-flight movie? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were reading the Sky Mall magazine and telling you how safe the plane is? You fucking sucker. You fucking yeah. idiot. I think I saw it on the news once I was yeah, in Lake Yeah, it turns ha- out Lake Havasu is actually a good place to live, <laughs> according to this timeshare fucking thing I went to. All right, you cunt. Uh, fucking... Uh, anyway, uh, so he pays. So he paid the seventy bucks on the way there for him, just for him, just right? For him. And he was like, "I was like, I'm not doing that because I don't need to be doing that because it's stupid, and I don't have a seat assigned anyway. So chances are, the only seats that are going to be available once I get to the gate are the extra seats that nobody else is paying for, other than Dumb Lewis. Mm-hmm. I get to the gate, I end up sitting across the aisle for uh, my. I have my own aisle seat. Lewis has his own aisle seat in the first row. Dude, you want to you know the fucking secret? He paid. I didn't. You want to know? The, I'm going to tell you the secret on how to get those flights if they're those when, when things are busier. You, you get there a little early. You go up to the desk and you go, hey, look, I have this is what I do because I actually used to have this issue, but I no longer have it. But I still have the scar on my foot. I go, I recently had foot surgery because uh, you still see the scars. Of course. Today. So I go, I recently had foot surgery. It's really acting up today. I'm having a lot of pain. I I know I didn't pay for it, but I'll volunteer to check my bag. If if, if the flight's full, if you know if you guys have that extra room sp- seat, and you go up to the lady and go like, I'll be the first one to check my bag if you guys need the space. I always bring a bag way too big to fit in that overhead anyway. I'm having to do that. I do that literally every time. <laughs> I just check it in the kiosk, and then when they go. We need people to volunteer, and I just go, here you go, because I'm not paying the 30 bucks, and now it's free, you fucking suckers. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb if you do that. If you pay for that before, you're a fucking retard. It's crazy. Like, what are you doing? Uh, so I uh, so I end up getting it free the way there. The way back, of course, Dum Dum mm-hmm. doesn't have a card. Oh, right. He lost his card. So for people, s- who do, for people who don't listen to Real Ass Podcast, Lewis got um, catfished. By a fake Instagram scheme. For put, fake OnlyFans. For fake OnlyFans. Put his card in. Multiple times. Mo- three times he put the number in. And apparently, they instantly canceled his card. And it was very funny to me because, like, how... So, he now he can't upgrade your flight. 
Nope. And you didn't have a flight back. How did you pay for the flight? So we had, we did have a return flight back. That was the secret. So it was like, uh, I put up, I had, because uh, I was the one who rented the car. So mm-hmm. I had my car, uh, my card on file with the rental car place. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to use my card to go out to dinner, uh, like the, the nights that we went out to get food. Um, you know, so like all that was like, it ended up working out. He was able to use Apple Pay most of the time. Mm-hmm. Could not use Apple Pay to upgrade our seats. Of course not. It's the airlines. They suck. Yeah. And it's JetBlue, which double sucks. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're just fucking... They're literally just... Remember the first two years they came out, they were like, we give you the blue chips. Back when every other airline really sucked dick, they were just like, yeah, we have Sirius XM and Dunkin' Donuts Coffee. You guys like us now. And now they're just like, oh yeah, we hate you. Nah, dude. It was the direct TVs in the back of the seat. They were the first ones to do that. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Every seat had its own fucking direct TV. Instead of those, yeah, I remember when you used to go on a, a flight and they so, dude, I remember I was on a flight once. I think it was to Arizona. I think I went to Tucson on maybe American, and they f- showed Mr. Baseball. No, Mr. 3000, the Bernie Mac movie. Now, that's a PG movie. Edited. This is before people had iPads. Yeah. Dude. Sounds like a goddamn nightmare. I was literally like, damn, I really should have grabbed one of those Grishams in the fucking Hudson News for $37. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll read the shit out of a Grisham not to see edited Mr. <laughs> Mr. Three Thousand. Christ on the cross. They're bleeping out the word boobies. Um. So how so how did, how'd you guys end up coming back? Uh, we went to uh yeah we 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 went to the airport we had the return flight uh-huh. uh we again Lewis is smart for this he got us he didn't assign a seat when he bought the tickets. So again, we have unassigned seats for a mostly full flight. We end up getting the upgrade for free again anyway. Emergency row. Nice. Uh, so it was all right. I mean, it was it was still like the emergency row is not exactly the most comfortable play, pe- like seat on the plane, but we did get the extra room. Uh, my TV went out. I was like so excited to be flying back cross country at noon, meaning I had the end of the one o'clock games, beginning of the four o'clock games. That was my entire flight. It was just I get to watch all the football my TV went out within 10 minutes of takeoff. And I asked the lady, hey, can you do anything about this? She literally laughed at me. She laughed at me when I asked if they could fix my TV. I was like, this is fucking crazy. This is the worst fucking airline. <laughs> like, we have the upgraded seats. Like, this is... No, remember when blue chips were special? <sighs> Bitch, I get snacks sent to my house from Japan in a box every month. Random snacks. Your blue chips can suck my fucking nuts. Nobody cares about JetBlue sucks. I hate it. All right. Have you basked in your glory? You won. I did. Now it's on you fighting young Dylan. Oh, yeah. And you're saying not at Skankfest. No, apparently he's going to be the first guest to do the pay-per-view. Lewis already bought gas. Uh, I think it's gaspbv.com. Uh, we're just going to throw. Uh, That's like- just for golden showers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently we're going to do the first ever, uh, yeah, just all gas digital fight card. I think it's a dumb idea. I told Lewis on the air it was a dumb idea. Where are we doing this in New York City right now? I don't know. Maybe we'll do it in Jersey. Maybe we'll do it from an undisclosed location. Maybe. I'll tell you, if we win this David Grant for the Waffle House with the fucking Foot Clan layer under it, you think we we can't have an underground comedy fight fucking in a ring? I'm not calling it a comedy fight club. In a ring... (laughs) In the fucking Foot Clan lair? Dog, if we got a Foot Clan lair that doesn't have a ring, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
You could just what build, are we doing? Yeah, obviously, we're, well, we'll take the ring apart when we're not using it. You don't always need a ring, but like, no, nah, you need a ring at all times, bro. They had all right. So remember in the old Footland Lair, they had that half pipe. But we need a half pipe too. You really want skateboarders? You know how loud skateboards are. I mean, they're pretty loud, but it's pretty cool when like you know if we want to bring some e girls through, you know, those bitches are hot. It's true. And what if Tony Hawk wants to come by, break out a nine hundred? Exactly. I'll fuck shit. Uh, yeah, you need. Kind of do need the half pipe. All right, where are we going to fit this ring? It'd be like Rob Durdix or whatever. All right, yo, so get rid of some of the pinball machines. We can put the ring there. All right, but we need the Metallica pinball machine and a Wizard of Oz pinball machine. Yeah, obviously. Um, What's another? The ACDC pinball machine is pretty dope, too. The Game of Thrones one is not bad. Eh, It's not good enough. Mm. We definitely need that Wizard of Oz shit. That shit is fire. Wizard of Oz is pretty tight. Uh, Terminator one's good. All right, but we can get rid of some pinball machines. We don't need like any of the classic pinball machines, really, the old old ones. Yeah, come on, dude. We've all played the Terminator two pinball machine. Yeah, we can get rid of that. Yeah, we can get rid of that. But we need at least we need three pinball machines. I mean, I'm saying in our Foot Clan lair. Yeah, obviously. You can't be a ninja without pinball machines. Come on, where are you gonna rape a chick, dude? You got no. You got to rape chicks on there, but also listen, you got to get your reflex. You got to get your ninja reflexes up. You know what I mean? Pop, 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 pop. You don't even. You what you don't realize is when you're throwing a shuriken. Right when you throw in a shuriken, that's mm-hmm. what a ninja star is called, right? That's yeah. a, see, I, I'm, a, I'm a gaijin, but I speak fucking Japanese. Right when you throw in a shuriken, you need you need a, you need fucking finger dexterity. That's only you get that from flipper, flippering. You know what I mean? You just pinball. That's the trick. Yeah. If you can keep a ball up on all three machines, get the high score on all three. Now you remember the Foot Clan. That's it. Really is that. Um. All right. So uh, let's move on. Let's we got shift gears. Um, we got to talk a little. We got to talk a little politics. So breaking news: before, as the show starts, as the show starts airing, Mike, mm-hmm. I go on Twitter and I see that Donald Trump has cooties. Junior. Yes, exactly. Now Donald Trump Junior has has the has the cooties. Good old Jr. He has the. It's been a month. Since his dad got cooties and now he has cooties, do you think there was a little stepmom porn happening and that's how he got the cooties? So, yeah, if you, if you do, like, if we're going to just Charlie from Always Sunny and look at our big board here, mm-hmm. like, where that red line comes up. It's clearly they were filming some presidential step. First of all, I mean, maybe Melania you know, was stuck. Let, let's break this down. Donald Trump Jr., first of all, I'm hope, I let's pray that Eric is okay. Obviously, like he, I mean, dude, it's not. I'm sorry if if Jr. is shooting some fucking mom stuck porn. You know, Eric is the one holding the camera. Well, obviously, they're they're spit roasted. But tell me not. You know, Trump, DT, DTJ, mm-hmm. right? He saw that Hunter Biden porn and was just like, "God damn, man! How come I don't got a fucking sex? This is some bullshit." How the fuck do I beat Ty Hooker smoking crack? I'll fuck my stepmom. I don't hate it. Right? So I think he was doing that, and he caught the cooties off fucking stepmom. I mean, that math is hard to argue with. How do you still not get a cootie shot? What do you mean? How? All right, really the funniest shit ever. Like, I will laugh out loud because I'm the kind of person who laughs at this sort of thing. If Donald Trump Jr. dies... Of COVID. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Right? Like, look, I understand I'm talking, I'm like wishing death on a man. But I remember once I knew this kid who had trench foot, right? 
Okay. He had gotten trench foot. He was a sad sack guy. I like the guy. He's a good guy. Uh, we got a couple of weird things, but whatever. He was a weird dude. There was all these weird stories about him being a fucking strange dude. And then I found out his house burned down. And I laughed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Un- like, it was uncontrolled laughter. So he was just like, hey, Steve's house burned down. And I just started. I, I thought, I didn't know if I thought they were joking, but I just started laughing. And if Donald Trump Jr., first of all, just, can we talk about how fu- juniors are terrible? There's never been a good junior. James Bond Jr. stinks. Pretty whack, dude. Pull up the intro to James Bond Jr. Yes, I want to. I want to refresh your course in how much this sucks. Um, but if he dies, and his dad's just like, well, I guess my good son lived. <laughs> Big E. T. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me see this. Now, this already sucks. Yeah, this is pretty whack, dude. Dude, and the intro is where they spent all their money on these eight times. I'll tell you one thing about this that was dope, though. Odd Job had that dope track suit. Wait, was was Jaws in this? Yeah. Also, I hate that it's his uncle because what is they wi- can't say James Bond is out there out fathering there bastards. Yeah. Well, it does ruin the mystique. See, Oddjob was killing it, though. You saw that, right? I didn't see Oddjob. Where was Oddjob? Scroll right back. You saw, He was wearing the tracksuit, and he had the guy right there. Oh, Bob. shit. That is a dope Oddjob. With the chain and the fucking... He was, he really, he's B-boy season. Damn, dude. They really tried to fucking 90s this up. It was very... It was just very like, what if there was a British Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but also he was James Bond? <laughs> it was like, what are we doing? Fuck it. That's a weird thing about cartoons, though. They're, we're... we're, we're they never have kids, but they all have nephews. Mickey Mouse had nephews. Donald Duck had nephews. They all have nephews. It's true. They can't sire children. But none of them have brothers. You never... So, mm. there's just all these, like... They're all the godfathers of these children. And then the parents are dead somewhere. Right, Donald Duck had nephews. Well, James Bond Jr. kind of makes sense. Goofy had a son. Goofy had a son. Maximilian. Which um, is weird because he was clearly gay. That's why they called him Goofy. You know, back then, that's what you called those. Yeah. Or. Yeah, I'm trying to figure. Goof Troop, you know. <laughs> that's, uh, a gay, that's a gay gangbang. Um, Pete was a bear. You don't remember that? Yeah, I just, I never got past Pluto being a dog. This has nothing to do with the whole nephew uncle thing that we're talking about, Mike. I know. I just, I it fucked me up all over again thinking about how that's definitely just a retarded member of the family. Oh, and then they just, yeah, they definitely just like he's our pet now. Yeah, that's, that's sad. That's pretty funny. Uh, but uh, so, I think with James Bond, it makes sense in the sense that he's a secret agent, right? It would make sense to me if Donald Trump's sons were also his nephews. <laughs> Eric and JR definitely do have that. And how great would it be if there was like a third one and they all just, you only could tell them apart because they were wearing different color ties? Or or it was like one of those things where uh, there's a third one, but he's got a different mom. You know what I mean? Oh, like that's just that succession shit. 
I think. Isn't that the deal with Succession? Does he have another? I feel like Succession, there's a... there's a, there's a. a. I never saw success, the, oh. the show Succession. But yeah, I think that would make the most sense. Mm. If there was a third brother who was like from like the second wife or like mm. the, you know, like however that math works out. He had what? He had uh, Ivana Trump, Marla Maples, and now Melania, right? Those are his wives? I believe so. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, like that concept's always been interesting to me. Like that idea of like the, the son from the first marriage can getting you imagine, like, hold on, can we talk, get back to Donald Trump Jr. dying of COVID All right, sure. <laughs> and how fucking hilarious that is. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of adult, deaf, Donald Duck dying over <laughs> Dewey, who I assume, right? No, I guess he would be Yui, right? Sure. All right. So <laughs> Donald Duck being Donald Trump. Crying over the death of Yui, like Donald Trump being like, <laughs> like just like, like blubbering on TV, not passing over the fight. Does, does he does he still keep fighting the court cases if his son dies? No, I think that's how you bow out gracefully. That's how you bow out gracefully. Dead child is yes. not a graceful bow out. It's a pretty graceful bow out. Really? Yeah. That is not a great bow out. That's a graceful bow out of the... It, all right. If Barron Trump died when he got COVID two months ago, and Trump, before the election, was like, I can't do it. That's a graceful bow out. <coughs> if fucking Yui dies, that's it. There you go. There's your Yui, Dewey, and Louie right there. If fucking Yui dies, though, and he's just on TV like... <laughs> it's a huge loss. <laughs> it's just fucking. Oh, you think you wait? You think Donald's just gonna turn into Donald Duck? Yes. <laughs> Upon his child dying. Yes. He'll actually join the Navy like Donald Duck, <laughs> and then people will have to stop shitting on him for never serving in the military. <laughs> wait, what? This you know, happened. Well, Donald Duck was in the Navy. Okay. Donald Trump did not serve in the military. Fair. Um, oh. All I'm saying is I hope Donald Trump Jr. dies of COVID. Of cooties, sorry. I think that's pretty funny. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, dude, if Chris Christie beats it and Jr. can't. Dude, he, there's so many fucking videos of him like near a stump with an axe that somebody else put in it. You know what I mean? <sighs> How many fucking Donald Trump fucking Jr. videos are there? We just like in the... First of all, stop acting like you're a Nebraska congressman, dickhead. We all know you grew up in a penthouse in Manhattan, you fucking cunt. Like... Yeah, he stinks, dude. Dude, there's like... He's got a lot of like those denim jackets with the... Yeah, this is the shit I'm talking about. Why are you always near? First of all, that's that's what I used to call. Have I talked about this? My court shirt on the show? <laughs> no, you have not. Okay, so I used to have a court outfit. I feel like I've talked about this somewhere before. So I apologize if anybody's heard this story. Oh before. shit, Hunter! There we go. I told you. Um. Oh, he's. Oh yeah, he hunts like he does the big game hunting, right? He yeah. does like the, he kills lions and shit. Yes. So I used to have so that back to that plaid shirt that he's got right there. In the woods. I used to wear, I used to have an outfit that I called my court outfit. I had one like flannelly looking shirt and I had these old Tims that didn't look great and one tight pair of jeans back when everybody wore baggy jeans. And I only ever wore it to court and I would wait. So here's, here's the move if you got court in New York City, right? You go in and you look like a befuddled, stupid. 
stupid white guy, right? So you, you don't get a haircut the whole time, and then you shave, but badly. You clean shave to go to court, and you wear your flannel shirt that you tuck in, but not well. Okay. It's, it only works when you're young. It's, it wouldn't work for me now. But you tuck it in, and you go in, and you go, and you just do this face the whole time. I, I can't believe I'm here for this seventh time for the drinking summons. Like, and it's just... That that looks like that looks like the shirt I used to wear to court every time I went. I only ever wore a shirt that looked like that to court, and because and you'd go in there and there'd be some dumb fucking kid in a suit <laughs> for the same thing, and you're like, well, you're definitely getting a ticket. I'm getting an ACD. You're an idiot. Like, oh, because you just look like a fucking privileged asshole. And now it's also like I can go out after this. You are just now in a your dickhead in a suit that has to go home and get yelled at by your mom. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Get a court shirt. It's like a, it's not quite a flannel. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Yeah, he's a fake woodsman. But other politics news. How does this take so long? I didn't know we were changing topics. Mm. You know, yeah, but so. I thought I was still on the politics. Well, we're still, oh, yeah, I guess this is the politics block you're, of the show. You're fair. It's fair. We're still getting used to the drop, the one drop. <laughs> I got to easy into this. Although I kind of still <laughs> want, I want, I want you to clip just simply the best, just that, just, just sim- <laughs> better than all the rest. I just want that as a drop. We'll figure out what to do with it later. Um, but uh, so, as we said, Donald Trump fighting these lawsuits. Did you see what? Um, Pull up what Ed Norton said on Twitter about Trump today. Did you read it? You're going to love this. No, I surprisingly don't follow the... the. It was trending. That's the only reason why I saw it. Okay. Oh, 282,000 likes. Jesus. Um, read the whole... Pull up the thread, and I want you to read it, because we've talked about how much you love the movie Rounders. So you have to read this whole thing. This is not fair. Yeah, this is re- your punishment for liking the movie Rounders. <laughs> That's what you get. This is what you get, Mike. All right, let me see if I'm trying to channel worm for a second. Uh, I'm no political pundit, but I grew up with a dad who was a federal prosecutor, and he taught me a lot. And I've also sat a fair amount of poker with ser- uh, Christ with serious players. And I'll say this. I do not think Trump is trying to make his base happy or laying the groundwork for his own network or that chaos is what he loves. The core of it is that he knows in his deep multidimensional legal jeopardy is that, and this defines his every action. We're seeing, one, a tactical delay of the transition to buy time for cover-up and evidence suppression. Two, above all, a desperate endgame, which is to create enough chaos and anxiety about peaceful transition of power and fear of irreparable damage to the system that he can cut a Nixon-style deal in exchange for finally conceding. When he doesn't have the cards, his bluff after the flop has been called in court. His turn card bluff will be an escalation and his river card bluff will be really ugly but they could uh, but they have to be called we cannot let this mobster bully the usa into a deal to save his ass by threatening our democracy that is his play but he's got junk in his hand so call him i will allow that he's also a whiny sulky petulant grinchy vindictive little 10 ply soft super soft bitch who no doubt is throwing a wicked pout fest and trying to give a tiny hand middle finger to the whole country for pure spite without a single thought First of all, can we talk about can we talk about how he went from a <sighs> solid poker metaphor? <sighs> he went from a solid poker metaphor. Solid it was not bad. To that he just went right into all of the hack tropes about Trump, ten ply, ten, uh, well, ten ply is not that, but the, the tiny hand thing, 
it's just come on, enough. I agree. Enough with that. Um, <sighs> but I, I mostly brought it up because of the, the 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 poker metaphor. He's not conceding the election. He's not doing. It. I thought it was a. I thought what he was saying was a good point, and I kind of have been thinking the same thing when I saw. Um, what just they're, they're trying to be like what I saw some of the delays that Giuliani was doing, you know what I mean? Like it was like very much like it was just like well we want this thrown out, we want this thrown out. And it was like throwing a lot of stuff at the judges, so that they'll throw a few things out and then they have to listen to a few things. That is like very classic. If you are friends with lawyers who are like I'm not gonna say shysters, okay, but if you're friends with lawyers, like that's kind of their move. Is they're just kind of like. Um, well, look, you want me to do this, but I have a problem with this over here. So you, you're not going to throw both of these things out? That's a problem. Like, that's going to be a problem later. And now that's something that that judge has to deal with later. So that's kind of like this weird, there is this weird, bi- like, I remember, um, I really wanted to make it hurt. My cousin evicted me. Have I ever told you this story? No. Okay, so this is a, what, this is another sad Chris's younger family story, so it'll give people a little insight into my life. But, um, so right after my dad had a tumor removed from his brain, right? Now, we were living under his sister's house. We were living in his sister's house in the, ba- in the downstairs apartment, the two of us. And um, he, uh, his sister died. They were trying to figure out what they were going to do with the house. At one point, my cousin Tina was going to move in, all this stuff. And then uh, my, my father gets a tumor in his brain. Um, Again. No, no, he had had bladder cancer the first time. This is did I explain what he said about why he stopped going to the urologist to get his bladder cancer checked? Uh, no. Okay, so he all of a sudden he couldn't walk one day. He couldn't get up. He couldn't move. He was walking very bad. And then it was a, it was a three day weekend, and I remember going, do you, do, "Should we? Ta- should I take you to the hospital?" He goes, "I'm not going to the fucking hospital on Memorial Day fucking weekend. You know how many drunk idiots are going to be in there?" And I go, "All right, uh, I guess we won't go to the hospital. We'll wait till Tuesday." Um. So I bring him in, and his urologist goes, Tom, how come I haven't seen you in two years? And I go, you haven't been going to get cancer screenings? He goes, every time they stick that camera up my cock, I can't get a hot on for three days. <laughs> 73 years old, Mike. You did mention this. Yes. That's on me. Yeah. Um, so he, he, the cancer had met- metastasized into his brain. He had a brain tumor. That's why he couldn't walk. They removed the tumor from his brain. He had serious dementia after that um like i'm talking about i'd say day one he pissed himself and he wakes i hear him going in his bed he's going charlie that's his best friend uh, his, his buddy charlie red he goes charlie they fuck it these fucking cats stabbed me and he thought he got stabbed because he had pissed himself and he thought he was leaking pee he, th- he thought he was leaking and he gets up and he goes kid those fucking cats they stabbed me. I was like, what? He's like, where's Red? And I go, I go, I go, Dad, Red's home. What are you talking about? He goes, the fucking cats, they fucking stabbed me. You got to clean these sheets. They're covered in blood. I was like, all right, I'll clean this piss. And the next day, I wasn't giving him cigarettes. The next night, he wakes up and he goes, he goes, hey, kid, go outside and get a fuck. I'm sitting in the house by myself at this point. You know, this is, uh. Like I said, when my dad got sick, people didn't really want to come over to the house too often um, because nobody really wanted to see him like that. Uh, it, and it was a weird thing where he, I wake up and I'm sitting in the house alone. And I'm watching TV and he gets up and he goes, hey, go get me a fucking cigarette from one of those guys. 
And I go, nobody's here, Dad. No, nobody's at the house tonight. Because I used to have, you know, I used to have people over all the time. And he, he goes, he goes, get the whole fucking czar's navy outside. Did the czar have a navy? I've never looked it up. Doesn't seem like the czar would have had a navy. Russia's a pretty large, mostly landlocked country. That sounds like a Polish joke. Ooh. No, Tsar Nicholas II created a naval general staff in 1906. At first, attention was directed to create mine-laying and submarine fleet and ambitious expansion. Did it have a screen door on it? Uh, their major engagements were in the Russo-Turkish War of oh, 1868. Also, Peter the Great commanded an Imperial Russian Navy. Mm. So, Black Sea, Baltic Sea, they uh, they had a formidable navy, sir. Mm. So, yeah, my uh, uh, so basically, what happened is again, we didn't know what was going on with the house that we were staying in. It was my aunt's house. She died. She had died before my dad had the cancer thing, and then so my cousin calls. Now, this is after this weekend of this. Uh, this is the weekend I'm going through, and I'm telling you this right now, Mike, I was at my wit's end. Uh, I had brought him back and forth. This was all, actually, that may have been a couple weeks later. I had brought him back and forth to the hospital. He fell over, split his head open after that because he couldn't, he just couldn't sit straight in his chair. And I was frazzled. I hadn't slept in about a week. And my cousin, who at the time is in her 50s, you know what I mean? Like, it's, this is, I'm, I'm 21, 22, something like that. And I'm out of my head dealing with it. You're not supposed to be the only, the sole caretaker of a, a demented old man when you're 21, 22. Sure. And I understand that other people have done it and whatever. I'm not the only person that has done this. But so I'm sitting there and uh, <clears throat> he picks up the phone and he goes, Hey, Carol, how's it going? And she goes, Hey, Tom, you got to figure out where you're going because I, I need to sell the house. And he's going, He's going, I don't have any money. I just, I don't have any money. I, I don't know where you want me to go. And she's like, well, you better get a lawyer. And she starts yelling at him, just what screaming at him. The fuck? I'm talking about this is within a week of him having brain cancer, then being readmitted to the hospital for splitting his head open. Um, <clears throat> I'm out of my head because they readmitted him to the hospital after he split his head open. I called the fire department because he was just bleeding everywhere. And like I said, he had just had brain surgery. I didn't know what the fuck to do. They bring him to the hospital. I sit across the street getting loaded all night uh, with my buddy who's an EMT. And they finally go, just go home. And I have, I, I was, my, so the house got robbed while I was taking him to the brain cancer screening. Jesus. The first time. Yeah, my house got robbed. So it wasn't like a lot of money, but they got a couple of grand. So it's not like I had money for a cab back and forth to the hospital we were at. So I took the fucking train from using Methodist and Park Slope. I went all the way back to Sheepshead. Um, uh, fucking. I'm having a bad week. I didn't tell. I know I've told the story about the fucking neighbor with the fucking. I'll get into that in a second. Um, with the yeah, I'll, I'll tell that story in a second. And it snapped me out of feeling sorry for myself that day. But um, it, he uh, he he's all fucked up, and uh, my second day in the hospital, I bring him back to the hospital. They say, look, we gotta admit him. He he can't leave just like this. He he he's not understanding what's going on. And I go, okay, so I leave. This is about, I, and this is after being there from like nine at night till five in the morning. I walk to the Q train from Methodist Hospital, which is about a mile. I get on the train, go all the way to Sheepshead Bay, which is about an hour, walk the mile from the train station to my house, lay my head on the pillow. The phone rings, come get your father. I called my aunt. Jesus. I called my aunt in Marine. I called her and I, I was crying. 
like not crying, but about to be crying. And I was like, I was like, I, I can't get back on a train. I just can't get back on a train. And she picked me up. My dad pissed himself in her car, asked her for a cigarette. He goes, Tom, I haven't smoked since the 70s. And uh, uh, I brought him back in a house. And so, like I said, my cousin, within a couple of days of that, tried to evict us. And so I decided, I got him into uh, a senior facility. Uh, and I decided I just wanted to make the eviction hurt. Uh, and I uh, happened to be friends with the son of the man who at the time was representing the marshal's office. What? Yeah, that was his, he was a lawyer who represented the marshals when they had an issue. So that was my lawyer. And his whole thing was, well, I can't really represent you if we get to court. But he's like, well, I know how to make this take a year and a half. And I was like, that's all I want. Make it take a year and a half. And he just made it take, he made it, it was a couple of years. Um, no, it was about a year and a half. It was a year and a half. I was like, yeah, just, just make them spend money. And he was like, gotcha, no problem. I brought him a bottle of Knob Creek. That was it. Um, Pretty sick. Yeah, that was dope. I'll tell you the story about how I snapped out of the fucking thing with the house. So I'm sitting outside, sad as fuck. House got robbed. Not a lot of money, a couple grand. Uh, somebody, somebody broke in while I was with my dad in the hospital. And uh, <clears throat> I'm sitting outside the next day. I'm fucking upset. My neighbor comes out, old Jewish guy. His name's Simon. Great guy. He goes, he goes hey, you know, your father is, a, is not doing too good. And you know... And I go, yes, Simon. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not looking great. And he goes, eh, you know. And uh, it was up here. I don't know your mother. And I was like, she she died about ten years ago. He goes, oh, yeah, I know your brother's. So oh, he's uh, you know, not good in the head. And I go, yeah. And he goes, I'm just sitting here, just getting sadder and sadder as this old man talks to me. And he just points to his arm and goes, you know, I was in the Holocaust, right? <laughs> That's why if you go back and listen to the episode titled uh, In the Interest of Fairness, where I talk about my affinity for the Jews. Love that man. Love that man, because he really put it into perspective for me. Pointed at his arm. I said, you know I was in the Holocaust. Um, that is a Trump card. You want to talk about, like, you want to talk about poker hands. We'll, we'll get back to Trump in a second. <laughs> this is all a whole... This was all a whole tangent because of I, I'm saying I I know the Giuliani tactic is what I'm saying. How long are we? What time are we at? One twelve. All right, we'll, we'll we'll finish this up real quick. Um, but so, yeah, that's that's my thing. They're, they're clearly stalling in that. Um, maybe they can bow gracefully if fucking DTJ fucking dies of the fucking cooties. I think. Well, I don't know, dude. Like, I think what Norton is saying that he's going to be like. This whole concept of like, oh, he's going to be under legal scrutiny once he gets out of the office and he's just trying to like cut a deal. Yeah, but if he was trying to cut a deal, he would just resign and Pence could pardon him. Yeah. That could so literally happen right now. It just makes no sense. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. That's that's folding when you're not on the blind. Yeah. That's all it is. Like it's the the like that. He doesn't think he can win. But here's the crazy thing. He you've seen of the shit where people are saying he's scamming about like his uh He's a, he's a, he's scamming you for his legal defense fund and all this shit. Have you seen some of these charts where they're saying this money goes here, this money goes here? No. So apparently, so some of the money he's raising funds. If you get emails from the Trump campaign, so I filled out one of their surveys because I wanted to just see what they were asking. <laughs> I got like a Facebook ad and I filled that, and now I get I get seventy emails a day from the Donald Trump. Sick. Yeah, they're they're fucking worse than laughing Buddha open mics with the amount of emails they sent. 
That's a very inside reference. Yes. Um, it's a, but it is, a, I get a lot of those and it's fucking <clears throat> stupid. He, but apparently he's raising money for his legal defense fund, which is all going to Rudy Giuliani, who's a ghoul. <laughs> um, who is then funneling that money to underage girls. Well, no, it's like a super PAC. That's bullshit. That, 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 I watched Borat finally. Yeah, it was horseshit. I found it was that. First of all, it was an old man trying to. I've seen an old man tuck their shirt in that way. Yes. Different old men multiple times. Old men can't tuck their shirts in. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, st- enough. Plus, that girl was 27. Yeah. She's not 15. No. It's an adult lady that was hitting on him. I have no. I didn't. He's not even married currently. At correct? no point did she say, I'm 15. Yep. Right? No. Not in not in the movie. I watched it two days ago. Yeah, I couldn't imagine there was like a thing that went out like, yeah, this is a this is a fifteen year old Kazakhstani reporter who's going to be interviewing you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it was probably just this is a chick who's interviewing you. She looks like an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It felt very clickbaity when I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it felt yeah when I watched finally watched the movie, it felt very fake. That's not saying that he's not a ghoul who's clearly playing the legal system to fucking buy his fucking client time. That's literally what they're doing. But, um, yeah, they're raising all this money. Some of it goes to the PAC. Some of it is going to end up going to the Republican Party. Like, some people broke this down. But then I see today, there's a fucking promoted tweet. Kamala Harris is trying to raise money for because since Trump is blocking the transition, they're literally raising money for the transition. They're going to make Joe Biden the first woman president. What? He's transitioning. <sighs> I can't What else are they it. raising money for if it's not an operation to cut off Joe's willy? <laughs> you think he's just going to beat Kamala to it? Yeah. <laughs> first. He's, like he's, he's going to be like a YouTube commenter. <laughs> <laughs> Swears in. Yeah. That's I'm, pretty fucking sick. But here's the thing is like, so it says there's this thing, chip in now. To the Biden-Harris transition. During these unusual times, your support is appreciated more than ever before. Your contra- So people, like, liberals were calling the raising of the funds by the Trump legal thing a scam. How is this not a scam? What do they need the money for? The, first of all, transitions are paid for by the taxpayer. What are they, what, what is the transit? They're just setting up their team. You can't text people? Are you out of minutes? <laughs> no, but they need they need interns to do it, and those interns have to be paid. They can't send the text themselves. And Come you know now. whose fault that is? Barack Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama passed the law where you can't have unpaid interns. It's wild. That's on Joe Biden. Come out of pocket, dog. You passed that law. Now we got to pay for it? It's pretty crazy. It's ridiculous. I mean, almost as ridiculous as asking me to pay for a rich white man's transition. I mean, I would, if they were going to cut off Joe's dick, I'll throw 50 bucks in. Would you really? Hell yeah. First of all, I would throw 50 bucks in to see a demented old coot take estrogen for two months. (laughs) Look, if we get Ralph to do it, I'll pay for that. That'd be pretty sick, dude. Yeah. All right, moving on.
I saw a man catcall a woman from a scooter today. What kind of scooter? Not a electric scooter or a Vespa. My man was on a Razor? It was, you know, like the scooters, it's a kick push. It's your kick push jammy. It is like your whoosh, whoosh. First of all, on the sidewalk, not in the street. So the man was scared of cars, but not rejection. Respect it. Yeah, I, I feel that. But it was, here's the thing, it wasn't a razor. It wasn't like your classic children's razor. It was the one for grown-ups. You know that scooter? Oh. Pull, just Google adult kick scooter. Um, and Google image that. And I want to show you what this scooter is. Because I'll tell you this. So something like something like this, but like adult sized, not child sized. No, that's adult size for sure. Yeah. Okay. So something it's about 150 bucks Black Friday sale. It's dude, crazy. This is I'm um, talking about um this is I'm talking about middle of the day, flat Flatbush Avenue. Like there's dollar vans on Flatbush Avenue. You can take that 128 times before you pay for the like you know what I mean? Like it's like what do you it's just like he's just like, what's up, girl? Just hollering from the scooter. This was a man dressed to go to work. Where was he working? I don't know. Like, was it a Calvin's got a job going to work? Or no, it looked like he had a job job. Cause it was too early for him to be like working, working. You know what I mean? It was too early in the day. It was like eleven thirty. For him to be like out scooting, delivering drugs. And it wasn't a Calvin got a job. He looked like he was like, not like suit work, but like decent, some sort of decent work that's not fast like he, food. Like he works the afternoon shift at a Walgreens? No, like back of like, like uh, some sort of UPS sorting. Okay. Right? That's a good job, right? Yeah, I don't hate it. That's a that's a good that's a good blue collar job I feel, but just hollering on the scooter, going for it. Just go. Just, here's the thing though. I feel like you're on the child's razor scooter and you're just late for your UPS sorting job. All right, you got to take you got to take a couple minutes. You see that? I think that shows the girl that she's really looking good that day because you're in a rush. If your mode of transportation is the scoot, you just look lazy. Kinda. It's not like you have a gimpy leg or you're a midget. You ever see a midget on a Razor scooter? No, it sounds hysterical. Dude, they collapse the front. Chill. So what they do is, you know how the front, the front click click down, yeah. and then you fold it over. They just click click it down so it's midget height, and so they could they could keep pace with you because they could coast. Chill. I've seen that in the wild like three times. I mean, I'm googling it right now. Midget on a Razor scooter. Oh, shit. Dog, the dinks. Yeah. All right, that is kind of tight, actually. Here's the thing. If I see Dinklage on the scoot hollering, I fucks with This was a tall man. This was a man taller than I am. This is a tall man. How old? I'm going to say 27. Can't be doing that. I, just the gall. The gall. 
That's beyond tank top confidence. Yeah, why are you scooting on the sidewalk in the first, first place? Like, scooting on the sidewalk. You know why? Because Flatbush got a lot of potholes. You can't be scooting on Flatbush. Mm. But again, I'm not trying to go up and down curbs with the fucking scoot. No, not at all. No. It was ridiculous. I was like, this is madness. I'm also like, at what point you got to stop hollering? You and, know look, I mean? like, and look forward. Because like, you're scooting. No, but like, yo, if it works, if she's like, yeah, what's up? Then you got to stop. You got to put Dude, the brakes on a scooter. Let, let, me, let me pop this off. You got to be able to, if she's like, what's up, daddy? You got to be able to hop off the scoot, fold it up in one motion like a Power Ranger or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to be able like, you know, like when Wonder Woman, like, throws out her invisible plane? It's got to be the reverse of that. It's it got to be one fucking motion. Okay. Like, you can't, you can't then get, you can't then, like, gradually, you can't, like, kick, 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 stop. <laughs> click, 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 fold it up and be like, oh, so you want to get coffee? Like, you can't. But I'm also like, yo, what what direction are you going in? Because the girl's got to be walking towards you if you're going to no, holler you at her. No, you scooted past her, looking at her ass, turned around to see her face, and was like, how you doing, girl? All right, that's kind of dope. It's all right. Was she not feeling it? No. Right. It was an adult man on a scooter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a ton of pussy if that's your situation, but like, yo, whatever. Some chicks are 19. I think you're better on foot. She was not 19. She looked older than him. I mean, that's an issue. To be honest, if she had three, four kids, probably fine. No. You got three, four kids. You can't be you can't be fucking a man who could Two, be taking your kid. It doesn't matter. You got kids. Your man can't be having the same mode of transportation as them. It's unacceptable. That's fair. But he's got he's not a razor. It's you know, it's the adult scoot. Dog, in a pinch, he could rock their razor. Oh, he definitely does. Like, that, sa- that same guy, five years from now, gets fired from UPS. He's wearing a, a fitted that has been rained on a lot so that the crown is crumpled in. He's on but a BMX. white lines on it? Yeah, he's, he's on a BMX way too small for him with his knees all the way up in the air. Trying I'm to tell t- bitches to hop on the pegs? Yeah, his, yeah, his, he, you, his Dewey is lending him that, that, that BMX so that he can go to the stove real quick. I'm just telling you that right now. If, if Anybody who thinks that is racist... Be in a bike lane in the hood. I just, what do we want me to tell you? They're going the wrong way. That's an issue. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. I want to talk about that. One last thing we got to talk about. Well, do we, we got to get out of here, right? No, we got time. All right, we got time. We got time. Let's talk about this real quick. Um, hit the thing. All right. Okay. So I saw an article last week. Um, I want to talk to you about this because you're not going home for Thanksgiving, right? To see your folks? Nope. They're they've got their fill of you during the beginning of COVID. No, they miss me very much, but I got a gig Are that I sure? couldn't pass up. What's the gig? Uh, I am dog sitting for two beautiful little puppies in my own two bedroom apartment in the Upper East. I mean, somebody else's own two bedroom apartment. It's gonna be mine for three weeks. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, dog. Um, that's gonna be fucking. I don't like that you're taking first class flights and living so plush. I mean. You're you're spending your entire winner's purse. You're like you're like Mike Tyson spending four hundred dollars for the towels. I'm just saying, you know, you're waking up in silk sheets. It's hard to train in the morning. Um. So there's this art, Vice put out this article: How to tell your family you're not coming home for the holidays. Now, as you know, 
my family mostly dead. Yeah, we just covered that. Yeah. Um, yes, a lot of sad, <laughs> a lot of sadness. And then where there's not sadness, there's bitterness. <laughs> Which usually turns to funniness. I mean, look, as sad as that story just was, it was pretty funny, right? It's all right. It was as funny as it wasn't as funny as Donald Trump Jr. dying of COVID, but it's getting there. Not nearly as funny as the Holocaust. <laughs> no, definitely. Yo, <laughs> yo, that's how good Jews are at anything. I was in the Holocaust. I was like, fuck it. You got you got me, you son of a bitch. You want a drink? This is why you get to run media. You're yeah. better at it. Yeah. You're yeah. better storytellers. You um, know how to get to the punch. Yeah, yeah. He just bong bong. It was it was like he it was like forty. It was like Rickles got super. He got, he got a super at the end of the fucking Marvel's Capcom. Fucking um, forty hit combo. Exactly. He brought in the other two guys. Yeah, on his team. <laughs> that was what the numbers said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking. Uh, so yeah. His vice tell, article. Yeah. So how did you tell your family you weren't coming home? Uh, hey, mom and dad, I got a gig uh, that I really can't pass up, uh, so I'm gonna take it, and I will see you for Christmas. I already got. Uh, they super now. You have do you, you have siblings, right? I have a brother. You have one brother. Yeah. Is he older or younger? Younger. Younger. Yeah. Um, but like better in every way. That I mean, I assumed. Yeah. Well, he's never won a fight on a raft. It's true. He's he's O and O in raft fighting. Kind it, of a pussy, honestly. It's just like if uh, if. It's just like Huckleberry Finn if it was also Fight Club. That's what Ellis Mania was this year. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, it, it just So uh, this article came out, and it's just like, I can't believe that adults are having trouble telling their parents that they don't want to get on a plane. I think, look, if you get tested and you're within driving distance and you can rent a car, I think it should be fine to go see your family. Yeah. Um, if you're if you have a mom who's mad you're not coming home for Thanksgiving because you don't want to get on a plane during COVID, your mom's a bitch and you probably shouldn't be that nice to her. It's fair. Like even some of this stuff like here is like like one of the give yourself permission not to go home, and then it's all the things we know. Some of this stuff is just stuff that applies when there's no COVID. I'm an adult now, and I'd like to start establishing my own holiday traditions. I don't even like this holiday very much. Well, it's obviously it's vice. It's fucking liberal. We know you don't like Thanksgiving. All right, guys? Uh, we, we know. We get it. Genocide. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, people just need a secular holiday with their families where it's not about Jesus. Okay? Fair. That's it. Um, it's completely reasonable for me to want to be with my partner on this holiday. You know your mom is going to say, just bring the bitch. Yeah. Or or this. I mean, this is the most vice thing I've ever read. I am no longer willing to spend days that are supposed to be uplifting and special with people who don't really accept me or who criticize and disparage me every chance they get. What? How much money do you spend on therapy in your 20s, bitch? Also, do you not know what it's like? Like, that's just what having a family is. You're going to, if you make a child, eventually, that's what they're going to do. Like, wait, they're going to. They're going to disparage you. It's fair. At every chance, at least for a while. Yeah. That's what teenagers do. Yeah. At some point, they're going to disparage you. When they're, when they're done pissing on you, they're going to start disparaging you. And then you get to piss on them and disparage them. Um, lots of people don't spend the holidays with their parents, and it's not that big of a deal, regardless of what Hallmark movies want us to believe. <laughs> if you have to say that to your mom, you need a new mom. 
I believe they're available for rent on Eros.com. What? <laughs> Still touring. It's true. Yeah. Cherry Deville, you can get her at a very reasonable rate. Yeah. Uh, uh, this concept is crazy to me. Hey, who the fuck is watching Hallmark movies like that? Does that even still exist? I feel Does like Hallmark still exist. I haven't seen a Hallmark store. No, nope. Hallmark is is legit. It's still the around. card brand is still around. But yes. What are they in like Walmart? Uh, I'm sure they're in Walmart. I think they have their own standalone stores. They also though do still have a production company that makes movies that I think are distributed exclusively on the Lifetime Movie Network. All right, that's fair. But I mean, is your mom still watching that? You have the one. <laughs> first of all. If you have the one mom who's not glued to Fox News, go see her. Fair. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because those people are going to oh. kill her eventually. So they have Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries plus Ooh, Movies Mysteries. Now, which I'm assuming is their Netflix competitor. Is it really? <laughs> I mean. Hallmark Now. Imagine... Having to go through the two-step verification process. You know, when they are like, enter this code in your fucking iPad, and then you can actually log. Imagine actually, like, entering that code. Imagine, like, having to be like, oh, fuck. Imagine you're on your Apple, your Amazon TV or your Roku, and you're like, oh, I'll download Hallmark now. And then you're like, oh, you download, you wait the whole two minutes, and you all just watch one of these fucking shit movies, and you click it, and they're like, enter XYZ, dickhead. Into your fucking eye. You're like, I gotta get another device to watch this shit. Oh, Boba. I'll. It's a step further. I just play Candy Crush like everybody else watching Hallmark movies is doing. There's no quote unquote other device to sign into. It's its own standalone streaming service for $5 a month. No, but you get what I mean. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. $5 a month. Dog. How many. All right. Over yeah, under. Over on. Yeah, she's pretty hot, but I'm not paying for the Good Witch. Um, over under how many more subscribers do you think they had than Queeby? Uh, okay, over under versus Quibi? Mm-hmm. I would assume Quibi drew... No, zero. Not not zero, I would say... UWF numbers. 500,000 people. You think 500,000 people signed up for Quibi? I think, I think if they had 500,000 subscribers, they still exist. You think? I bet under 10,000. Nobody knows. Really? I think I believe it's a mystery. Ooh, damn, dude! It's a Hallmark mystery. Oh, she's the bitch from Jag. Oh, that's the Jag bitch. Yeah, that's the bitch I always say when she was younger looked like Tulsi Gabbard. Yo, spot fucking on. Right, B. pull her up. Tell me not. I'm the best at this. God damn, she was so fine. Yeah, I'd vote for her. Mm-hmm. Look at her for real. What's her name? Uh, Catherine Bell. Yeah, hell yeah. That's who Telsey Gabbard always reminded me of. Born in 1960. I mean, she's 52. Smashing. I would. Yeah. 100%. Mm. Um, yeah, it's this, this fucking... You can't go home to see your fucking family. Just tell your family about your plans as soon as you've made a decision. That's just respectful. I, I'm not going to disagree with Vice there. You should... Oh, man. Just Chris... Catherine Bell? <laughs> oh, fucking nice, Mike. Sorry. It's her now in the bikini. No, 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 God, no. That's from that's a still from Jag. Oh, okay. I'm assuming they did a crossover with Baywatch. Okay. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah. So tell your family you have plans. Just pull up some more pictures of Catherine Bell. Let's look. <laughs> I mean, I am personally just going to do that while you read this vice article. Oh. Oh. There's her with her mouth open. She's great. 
Fantastic. Was she? She's the good witch. Yeah, I'm glad she's the good witch and not the bad witch. I might watch that. Mm. Maybe she'll make me a sandwich. It is the Hallmark Movie Channel, and they were talking about Thanksgiving. That would be. That's the best witch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. (laughs) Sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) Wicked witch. I don't want that. No. No. Sandwich. Yeah. Uh yeah, so fucking Vice is uh Vice is pretty gay. Uh but yeah. I don't know, dude. I feel like it is a nice get out of jail free card, especially for fucking dude, shitty broke New Yorkers. I hate I have always like been anti I literally have told my family, like, hey, can I just like bail on this and like I'll come over for dinner for leftovers in like three days? Like, you know, they'll mm-hmm. have like everybody over and I've been like, Can I just not? That's pretty lame. I don't care. I hate a thing. No, I love a thing. You are a yeah. You're you're a goofy sweater fucking cunt at the at the Christmas party. Oh year. yeah, I'm every a, I, I'm here because everyone has drugs, guy. Okay, you're there to wear the goofy sweater, mm-hmm. and I'm here because I can get fucking hammered for free. We view the holidays different, is what I'm saying to you. That's fair. Uh, I don't you know. No, like- I was in the Holocaust. <laughs> I uh, I did like a couple years in a row. I ended up going to a uh, one of my cousin's house, and like that was that was overwhelming. You know what I mean? Because it's like Irish family, so it's like seven of like it's seven people in the. That's how we used kids. to do. We that's how we and used then to do all their kids and oh. then all their wives, and it's just like oh. it's so fucking much. Like I just want to watch football. Like I don't think more than ten. I like this ten person max thing for the holidays is fucking dude, dope, I- dude. I'll tell you. Yeah, it's great. It's ten so people? good. Ten people is ten. the max. Eight. Mm, ten is ten is manageable. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you get to like 10, 12 people, there's so many sides that everybody takes one scoop of, and then you still have, you have a little bit of all these fucking, and everybody's like, I'm going to make a cranberry stem, and I'll make a sausage stem. Shut up. Just get me one solid stuffing, some mashed potatoes, and give me a, two two vegetable options, and then I want two meats. That's a proper holiday feast. And turkey then, and what? Ham. Thanksgiving. Ew. You don't like ham? Dude, it's just turkey. Nah, you got a little ham. You, like, if, it, if you have less than two meats, it's not a feast. That's my... It could be any other meat. You can make a London broil. I don't care. That's crazy. It's turkey day. Uh, it's, you can't call a meal a feast if it has one meat. Yes, you can. You can call a meal a Sorry. feast with no meats. Look, I grew up poor, Mike. And I'll tell you this right now, you can't call if when I if when I would have been looking through your window as a little poor orphan boy, <laughs> being like, oh, I would have been like, oh, I'll go to the next house. They only have one meat. What? What? This isn't a fantasy household. <laughs> I'm just picturing you tiny. Look, his, his little brother's better than him. He's not retarded. I can't even deal with this. They have one meat. What's wrong with his family? <sighs> My mother was addicted to crack, two meats. <laughs> we were a good, God-fearing American family who only ate turkey on Thanksgiving. One meat. You can't call it a feast, then. It's All right, it's Thanksgiving. What do you call your Thanksgiving meal? I, I guess you just call it a turkey dinner. It's a, it's a banquet TV dinner. What do you have? Fucking oh, you're buttered right. peas and a fucking cobbler and a, a scalding hot cobbler? <laughs> a napalm cobbler? Uh, fucking one meat. Yes. That's, I'll tell you this right now. Un-American. Nothing more American than a Baconator. You know what a Baconator has? Two meats. 
Literally, a Baconator is more of a feast than your Thanksgiving dinner. Two meats? (laughs) Uh, No, that's not true at all. White meat and dark meat, two different meats. So you're telling me you wouldn't have a lobster on Thanksgiving? A lobster Lobster is meat. Well, whatever. I'm just saying, it's got to be two dead creatures that used to move. I don't fuck with fish. Not a fish? Lobster and a fish? That's a mollusk. I don't know. I don't like lobster. Whatever. I'm just saying. Is there a thing that you like besides turkey that you only eat one day a year? No. That's the only thing I only eat one day a year. That's why it's... Th- that's And that's another thing is like that's the common thing is like I'll eat turkey multiple... Like I have a turkey. I bought a turkey to put in my freezer. I'll probably go get dinner at a restaurant with my brother. Right? And... uh Not going to be with your girl? Yeah. You know, the two of us, my okay. uncle, it'll be the four of us. We'll get dinner. I'll, you know... I'll tr- I'll treat those fucking freeloaders, Sick. All, all four, of, all three of them. I think I'm gonna go to Lewis's. Really? I think so. I think me and Frank might go to Lewis's. First of all, Frank has parents <laughs> ten minutes from Lewis's house. Yeah, but he's worried about uh, the Covido. Oh, that's fair. Um, so just give it to Lewis's kid. That's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, kids are resilient. That's true. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get there with my. We'll go to a restaurant, but I have a turkey in my freezer. I'll make it at some point this year. It's, you know, I, I always buy... It's on sale. You got to buy it. Is it on sale right now? That doesn't make any sense. That makes perfect sense. It's the only month where they sell it, and if they don't sell it by the end of the month, it's garbage. You literally just said you won't eat it the day after November. Yeah, but they what still... Do you have on, what do you have on Christmas? You're not a, you're not a turkey again Ew. family. Ew. What no, do you have? It's a... Uh, prime usual... rib? Yeah, prime rib. That's some real. That's some real upstate Westchester. See, there you go. I I show up for the prime rib. You, is it only prime rib? You probably you probably have a meatball or something. Uh, no, I think it's just usually just prime rib. What is wrong with your family? <laughs> Yo, we don't like one meat. Yo, we're a big sides family. All right, moving on. <laughs> this is gonna be the last thing we talk about. And we're gonna go because it annoyed the fuck out of me. I saw, it's been the first time for in a while I saw this, but I saw a post from a friend that said, on Facebook, that said, uh, have an idea from an app for an app. Okay. Anybody know where I can develop this? Why did this upset you? Well, for one thing, it wasn't a memory. It wasn't like they were reliving a memory. They asked that question the other day, Mike. Did they not see all of the posts over the years of people that posted that? You've never seen that post? To, to make an app? Like somebody being like, I got an idea for an app. Anybody know where I go with this idea? Why do people think their ideas matter? There's no money. There's no equity in ideas. It's only an execution. It's true. Your idea means no, I just I literally posted a link to Code Academy. It's fair. That's where you go with an idea for an app. Codeacademy.com. Because I'll tell you this, uh, I have a friend who's an app developer. He's a back-end app developer, which is the harder part of app development. So we were kind of like, when he was in between jobs, we were kind of brainstorming some ideas. And then he was kind of just like, well, you'd have to learn some front-end developing, or we'd have to hire some guys. The amount of coders it takes to, de- to develop an app. Like, the, the app idea is this, like, people think it's the pet rock. People equate the app idea to the pet rock, and it annoys me. How so? Because a pet rock is a rock with googly eyes on it. Yes. 
Okay. An app requires multiple on-staff coders even after launch. Yeah, but... After launch, a rock just hits somebody in the face. <laughs> but uh, there's no variation on the pet rock. You know what I'm saying? Like People have different ideas for different apps. Here's the thing. None of these people that are posting on Facebook got an idea for an app. Who do I contact about this? Who do? First of all, you went to Facebook instead of Google. <laughs> all right, so this. All is- right, sharks. <laughs> all right, ant anti shark. Okay, all right, devil's advocate. Okay, this could just be a soft sell pitch. Hey, I went to an app developer, right? Somebody like your friend who can do not back-end. a particularly smart gentleman. Okay. Somebody who could do back-end coding, right? Like, you know, let's say he found out bare bones what you're going to need to make an app in today's day and age, mm-hmm. right? Just to get a, a product. I think you that- do a private event where you ask for money before you just – for a status update. No, 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 dude. I'm telling you. This is the – this you is. You at least tag a life event. It's where you – no, it's where you're reeling the fish, right? So you say, all right, I'm going to need 15K, right? You throw it out there. You're going to have some jackass who's going to be like – Oh, what's the app idea, right? And that guy is dumb enough. No, here's the thing. Anybody who always puts this out on Facebook is always so dumb that they think their idea is so good that if they tell anybody, they're going to steal it and then they'll be able to develop the app. Despite the fact that nobody knows how to develop an app. (laughs) It's like seven people. It's the Flappy Bird guy, Mark Zuckerberg, and that's it. Tom doesn't even have an app. Remember Tom? Where's the MySpace app? Doesn't exist. It's fair. Yeah. Twitter app sucks. I use the desktop. I use the mobile site. You really? Yes. That's savagery. First of all, Twitter mobile app is great. First of all, here's another thing. The average American downloads zero apps a month. That's true. That's not true. Yes, that is a statistic. That is statistic. I download at least three apps a You're month. You're an idiot. I am. <laughs> I can't even use most of them now. First of all, you're not mean- an American because you believe a feast involves one meat. All right, you're a cunt now. Uh, I have just been downloading apps that I can't use because they need text verification on all of them now. And I don't oh, get yeah, SMS yeah, yeah, text exactly, messages. Exactly, because you bought a phone, you had a phone for a day, right. and you lost it in the river in Lake Havasu. Maybe. Um, we won't say where you actually lost it because that's embarrassing for other people. Um, uh, but they they got me thinking about like these people with these dumb, like, so like they get rich, the pet rock. That's what, there's a reason why I brought, first of all, here's the, here's the app that was the equivalent of the pet rock. Do you, when they were throwing money at apps, which they don't do anymore, there's not like unicorn apps anymore. Yes, there are. What? I mean, Uber was what? Five years ago? That's five years ago, Mike. That's a long time ago. Okay. I mean, uh, 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 and, and stereo, then, stereo. What's that? Uh, it's a, it's an app. It does like radio. It's kind of like Omegle, uh, but you can do like broadcasting right from there. How much have they raised in VC funding? I mean, a lot. And tell me why this is a good app. I don't know if it's a good app or not. I just know that there is money behind it. Uh, Anchor uh, just got launched by Google. I mean, that's not anything. Wasn't that, that Anchor FM? Yeah. That's an old app. Is it? It's existed for a long time. I'll tell you this right now. Zoom is nine years old. Well, yeah. No, Zoom's not nine. Yes, it is. Is it really? Yes, it Wait, is. Wait, Zoom the... Not the, the recording device. That okay. We the talked software. about. We talked about how they got a stock yes. bump because Zoom, the video 
software. Uh, they are that firm is nine years old. Okay. Uh, not a lot of new apps getting funding thrown at them. Sure. And here's the thing: you better be real groundbreaking, which means which means you got to have something so good. Imagine an app developer. Do you understand how much it costs to get an app developed? I think you do have an idea because we work at the same company. Okay. Okay. The person who's posting on the Facebook got an app. What His idea is something solely for his life that is so useless that he has to post not on TikTok, which is relevant. He's posting on Facebook. Where do I go with my app idea? Most likely from the Facebook app. Yes. The one that you, you mean that app that comes with your phone? The one app he knows how to use. Because um, Americans download an average of z- under one app a month. Now, you recently downloaded a bunch of apps because you just got a phone that you lost. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this. Let me look through the apps on my phone. I'll tell you the last app I downloaded. Because other than Uber and Google Maps, which comes with the phone, what do you need? I don't know. I mean, I, I like to play my little Tomb Blast. I like Clash Royale. Occasionally, you'll download a game. Need That's sports f- apps. And I check quite often. Yeah, but once you have them, you don't need another one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got this stereo app because somebody was talking about it, so I downloaded it. And then how many times do you use it? I can't use it because I need to verify my phone number. Mm, that seems like a problem for you. Um, all I'm saying is there's a get-rich-quick scheme. At one point, you could develop just about any app and make money. Like, I mean, what's the dumb idea that you're going to have for an app that's going to be good? Like an alarm clock, but it tells you that you will pussy if you don't go out and do your goals, son. It's going to be something like that. Nobody has a good idea for an app. Do you have an idea for an app? God, no. That's I don't have any ideas. I, at one point, had a good idea for an app. Oh, boy. And I think it was never going to be a good idea because nobody ever did it. And I'm glad I didn't go, here's my entire life savings to some fucking guy in Bangladesh to develop this app. But I thought if you could figure out a way where people could gamble against each other on video games, you know what I mean? Like, if you could figure out an app, like on Steam or something, if you can, if I can gamble against you in Marvel vs. Capcom two on Steam, and you can get like some sort of bot built into Steam, you can make a ton of money because you take a rake. Yeah, that's what I thought, but nobody's ever done it, so therefore it can't possibly be profitable. Could be. Well, you could also do it with ads and do peer to peer, right? This was my idea for an app. I've had, like I said, when I was talking to that guy, we actually were talking about some ideas. We talked about some. Um, Crypto ideas, different different dumb shit, because he was into it, and we were just like, but this is a guy in the world. He's in that world, so we're talking about it. You know what I mean? Sure. Whereas, and so he's getting my ideas for My ideas left to myself are fucking moronic. It's like the gambling one. Oh, what if I could gamble on Tetris with Mike for a dollar? Why do you need the app? You just Venmo. Exactly. That's an app. Yeah, again, you have the, the key ones. No, like, you know how many, think about it this way. How many checklist apps exist? There hasn't been a Flappy Bird since Flappy Bird. Okay. You, you get what I mean? Sure. Like, nobody gives a shit. 
Apps are the pet rock. The, 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 the key one was the Yo app. Do you remember the Yo app? No. It literally, the guy got $1.3 million. To, he sold the app to some company, maybe Kick Messenger. Okay. Um, 1.3, which is not a lot of money. You know what the app did? It just said Yo. It says Yo? Like if I, if I just hit the Yo button, it brings up my top five Yo contacts, and it just sends you a message that says Yo. Which, I'll be honest, the first text I send you anytime we start a conversation is the word yo. So it would save me some time. <laughs> to just have right? this app text me yo? Yeah, sure. The real thing was, it was stupid enough at a time when there was a lot of tech reporting going on that they got a lot of users and they sold the app based on the data. Okay. When now, you can't do that. Fair. Apps are dead as get. You need new shit. Fidget spinners, that guy didn't patent them. Got fucked. I don't know if it was a patentable thing. Couldn't patent it. Yeah. Was not patentable at the time. Well, here's the thing. You know he's not the only one to get fucked like that. The um, slap bracelet guy also got fucked. Did you know that? The guy who invented the slap bracelet, which seems uh, patentable. And silly bands. He didn't get fucked. Silly Bands didn't get fucked? No. It's really? on my list here. So the Silly Bands guy, he couldn't patent it. Here's why he couldn't patent it. He didn't even invent Silly Bands. Oh, for real? So he was at a trade show and saw there was like a, you know those fancy Japanese pencil cases that when you're like in second grade, you're always jealous of some Asian girl that has them? Sure. Okay, with all the, the things pop out of it and shit, it looks really cool. Um, there was a company that made those that had like one or two of those as part of the pencil set. And he was like, can I just buy those? And he marketed them as Silly Bands. And multiple people tried to buy Silly Bands from him. And he was like, no, the brand is worth something. And then they just knocked it off because Silly Bands were expensive. The knockoff ones that looked exactly the same because they were probably buying them from the same Chinese distributor were ha- like less than half the price. So that guy... Would, that guy like literally has like three different businesses right now. The silly bands guy. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Pull it. Yeah, go, just uh, Google and like a uh, silly bands owner. I, he has like four. I looked him up once. He has like four or five different businesses. Because I'm kind of like curious about this sort of thing. Because everybody always has get rich quick schemes. Okay, Rob, Robert Croak is the guy. Yeah, and he has a net worth of fifteen million dollars. He made a ton of money. But he really, first of all, I don't believe that because I heard he was on, there was, a, there was an interview with him where he was like, yeah, I lost a bunch of money trying to keep Silly Bands alive. Mm. He lost a ton of money, but he's got other businesses and he's doing fine. He made a bunch of money, but it's just like, how do you not just take the $20 million payout for Silly Bands? It seems like they're still going. They are still going. Who's still buying them? Uh, yeah, exactly, Mike. All right, fair. Like things don't go away. They just make no money. Hmm. Uh, okay. Ooh, Silly Bands in Childhood. Silly Bands is making a comeback with over 1.6 million Facebook fans, thousands of Google search, hundreds of thousands of social media users, hashtag nostalgic accessories, and media channels like Buzz, BuzzFeed showcasing the bracelets. It's only a matter of time before the Silly Bands craze will be a worldwide trend once again. Remember, Alfie's back now in hog form. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, by the way, this article is from January of 2020. So 
you know, surprisingly enough, 2020, not the best year for silly bands. You know, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> You'd think we would need something uplifting in this time. <laughs> something silly, if you will. Sure. That could band us all together. But apparently, mm. didn't work. Maybe uh, a silly band isn't what we need. Mm. Uh, turns out, uh, well... Wasn't the rubber band an Animaniac? What were we talking about? The uh, Animaniacs right before the show? Yeah, we were talking about Animaniacs. Ooh, check this out. He now has a new thing called the Sanitizer Bracelet. Oh. Uh, stay safe and stylish. That sounds like a better 2020 gimmick. Yeah, it's not bad. By the way, I am signed into Lewis's Instagram on this account, oh. and I am oh. dying to check his DMs. No, 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 no. <laughs> can't do it. Yeah, we certainly can't do it while we're recording. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, we're going to do it. We just can't do it. <laughs> um all right uh i mean this what, what is it i don't know i like i do like that he's sticking with some sort of band yeah i mean uh what does it do i don't understand i don't understand what it does oh i love the fact it's got like silver or copper in it oh it just has like a little button to put sanitizer on you oh yeah that's kind of sick yeah it's not bad I don't think it's great. So you press this little button and a little sanitizer comes out? Yeah. It's like, um, remember Undercover Brother had the watch that shot hot sauce? So if he had to eat mayonnaise when he's undercover as a white person, mm. it's like that, but for COVID. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so that's a good idea. Undercover Brother was an underrated movie. It's fucking great. Yeah. So was the new guy. What's the new guy? The uh, I think it's DJ Quails-led movie with Eliza Dushku, uh, also an Eddie Griffin Oh, that's, I mean, that's not, I, I'm I'm in. Unless you don't remember and Eddie Griffin, dude? He goes to he he like he goes to jail to learn how to be a tough guy. Oh, Rob, school. I did see that. Rob that Schneider movie should have been. That? Yeah, it was Rob Schneider's movie. No, the new guy. No, you're thinking of oh uh, Stan. What was it? Something Stan. I don't know. No, there was the girl. The Big one man more. Stan. I don't know. Big man Stan. Was the new guy where Will Ferrell goes to jail? No, no, no. That was Why is uh, there so many movies where a black guy teaches somebody how to be in prison? If Big Man Stan was Rob Schneider. Yes. You are correct about that. Uh, there was also Get Hard, if I'm not mistaken, with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. Yes. That's <laughs> but, a uh, very bad movie. Those yeah, I mean, both, that movie is just no, straight up racist. Big Stan. Big Man Stan, is that it? No, it's just Big Stan. Big, is, is, a, is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But there it's is a just scene a guy where he's, who doesn't want to get raped in prison. It, it, there is a scene where he goes, "I." You could tell that on the script, the name of the movie was unrapeable, and they made the movie. And like clearly, some like producer, like somewhere along the line, some like studio head changed. He was like, "We can't call this movie unrapeable." There's no way. But there's a point where he's just like he puts his hands on his hips, and goes, "I will become unrapeable." <laughs> And it's just like, well, that was clearly what the movie was supposed to be called. <laughs> and I'll be honest, probably was, you know how like um, Sam Jackson lobbied to keep snakes on a plane, called snakes on a plane. They tried to change it to like flight something. No, 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 no. That's, that's the other way around. It was originally called like Flight Four Seven Three or something. No, like no, that. no. The original like on the the script, and then the studio tried to change it. He, I saw him on a fucking talk show talking about this. Okay. Where he was like, I was like, no, I signed on to do snakes on a plane. We doing snakes on a plane, <laughs> like. But so 
yeah, the fucking the get rich quick. So the silly bands was like probably like that was a big one. The slap bracelet guy also got screwed because he was um it was unpatentable. Um, what do I, what do I have written down here? The pet rock we talked about how that sucks. Fidget spinners. Yeah, I mean, look, I think people don't realize how much goes into fucking putting something out. Like when I won, we talked about it earlier when I won that pickle competition, right? Pickle game. Yeah. They try, like, people were like, were you going to sell the pickles? Like, they're champions. I was like, do you have any idea how hard it is to fucking hawk pickles? You ever have a McClure's pickle? Mm-mm. Okay. You ever have a Vlasic? Yeah. Okay. Well, once, but I don't I'm gonna like tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right now. McClure's. But you know what? Have you heard of McClure's before right now? No. Okay. McClure's. Infinitely better than a Vlasic pickle. Um, it's a more expensive, but a better pickle. Nobody's heard of it because it's not a Vlasic or a fucking uh, B and G. You can't just look. I got a buddy right before I won that. Like I got a buddy who owns a. It's called Food Snob. Is the company he makes a Harissa hot sauce. At one point, he had had three different skews. And he just couldn't get, he just couldn't focus on all of them. So he just makes the harissa now. And I watched the amount of work he put in. So anytime you think you have an idea for a business or an app, just understand. So this guy has like a quality product with a good brand, good imaging, pull up food snob harissa. And you know what harissa is? It's like a Moroccan hot sauce. No, no, no. I have no clue. You would love it. Yeah. It's the kind of thing I could see you being like, uh, you know when, like, sometimes, like, a certain type of white people... This shit right here? Yes, that shit right there. It's a quality product. But you know how sometimes when a certain type of white people who think that one meat makes a feast, right? Yeah. They get on to some... So I always talk about David Chang is only famous because he introduced white people to sriracha. Okay. Okay. If you tried... Oh, now he's got two again. Oh, he's got the shashuka. That's a good... He makes that. That's a good one, too. So it's a much spicier one. And it... I'm talking about... I saw the amount of work that this guy was doing... To be break even. Meanwhile, he's in four different Whole Food stores. It's not like he was selling a ton of product. It's like people don't realize like the amount of fucking work. I mean, I don't want to do this. We're doing two hours. We're at two hours, right? Over two. Oh Jesus, we gotta wrap this up. I was exhausted when I got in here. And I started drinking and stuff. Um, but I'll tell you this: I don't want to do this show. I like doing this show. I like hanging out with you. I love drinking beer. You do love drinking beer. Fuck it. And I didn't want to do this. Do you know how hard it is? To, imagine I didn't want to make pickles. And they were like, dude, you got to go make pickles. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm an adult man. I don't have to make pickles. Yeah, you know what else is a... I, pay, I was in the Holocaust. <laughs> you know what else is a uh, high-quality business? Somebody you know who works really hard? Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy over at Vinyl Graphs. Look, the people at Vinyl Graph are doing a great job. Uh... It was not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a passion project. Here's the thing about Vinylgraph. Vinylgraph is a company. Uh, they make custom graffiti vinyl stickers, reusable stickers. You go, They're on the wall. You peel them off. You put them back up. You smooth them out. You take them down. They've been friends of mine for a long, long time. As you can tell from listening to the show, I know plenty of people that execute ideas, have ideas. These guys have executed this idea. This isn't their only business. They have other businesses. They actually, uh, the guys who run this have graffiti mural businesses, but this is the kind of thing where they're like, well, some people reach out and they want a graffiti mural in their house. 
Not everybody can afford a graffiti mural in their house, Mike. I certainly can't. But what you can do is you can go to VinylGraph.com. That's V-I-N-Y-L-G-R-A-F-F.com. Use the promo code CHRIS1. You're going to get 10% off any order you make. What you can do is you can get any sort of custom graffiti piece that you will put on your wall. It's reusable. You can fold it up, take it down. You can move with it. Now, if you put a mural in your house, you're paying a lot more money. That mural does not come with you. No, it doesn't. No. But... With vinyl graph, you're, that's a one-time, that's a one-time cost. That one mural. and done. Nobody's gonna know it's not a mural. How would they know? What are you gonna tell them? You're crazy. Most people tell them. You, you ever notice like people with like a good fake, like a good fake Rolex? You'll yeah, notice. Yeah, yeah. No, they'll, they'll always want to tell you. Yeah, I fooled you. It's a good fake. It's like I knew a guy with an Omega that was retrofitted to look like a fake Rolex. I was like. Omega's a nice watch. Yeah, what are you doing? The fuck is wrong? That same guy got into a Harley magazine. There's a DJ. His name is Ross from Marine Park. DJ Ross. Tell him to sue me. I hope he's dead. No, I don't hope he's dead. He's a nice guy. He had a fake gold, big fake gold chain too. But he got a, a Yamaha bike into a Harley magazine. It was a fake. It was a fake Harley. He just tricked out a Yamaha to look like a Harley. <laughs> oh man, this he guy's fought. just the king of the knockoffs. He's yo. He's the knockoff king. Wedding DJ. It's pretty sick. Yeah, knockup king. There you go. Knock up a bridesmaid. Tell you right but, now, if you know, there there's certainly gonna be people in your life over the next like Dude, it's the holiday season. Bro, they're gonna be asking you what you want, right? And like, I don't know, I don't have much, but I really want for nothing. What would be kind of cool though. Custom graffiti vinyl sticker. Be pretty sick. It's a vinyl decal. You can use here's the thing. This, this is the thing. Nieces, nephews, sons, daughters. This is the kind of thing you give them. It's like it's not an expensive gift. And especially when you use the promo code Chris One. Yeah. Dude, you got a kid, you know, they, they want something to make their room feel their own. Dude, here's the thing about it. it you go there, it's, it, it's their room, and it's unique. Their friends are going to come over. They're going to be like, where'd you get that? And you're going to be like, it's a custom mural, you fucking jerk off. Because that's how kids talk nowadays. They're real fucking potty mouths. Yeah. But uh, then, but then, like, his boys, like, his real close boys, will give him the elbow nudge. Be like, he'll, he'll like, pull off a little bit of this. Because you could, obviously, you can re-adhere it. So right. Pull off a little side. It's fake, you know. Yeah, just nudge him. Be like, yo, you want your own? Yeah, yeah. At thevinylgraphs.com. Use Dude, the promo code Chris1. Yeah. I'll, I'll DJ your bar mitzvah. Off. Damn, B. Vinylgraphs.com. This has been Notes of a Goon, episode 16. Um... I know we normally go out with the doors, but we're going to go out with... Uh, what was the walkout song that you wanted but that you didn't get for Ellis Mania? Uh, Devil's Gonna Come by Raphael Lake. Doesn't matter. We're going to go out with Tina Turner. You're my, such a it's, fucking it's, prick. It's my show. I'm so mad right it's, now. It's my show. I was so touching. It's, I was so excited. No, we'll go out with your song. We'll go out with your song. Yeah, we'll do yours. It's funnier. Okay. All right. Well, uh, there you go. We'll see you next week. Uh, follow me at Chris from BKOYN on Twitter. Follow Mike... Uh, the M Harrington on uh, all social media platforms. Check me out on High Society Radio. Check him out on uh, Believe You Me. And, you know, Catalyst Wrestling is on the Gas Digital Network every Saturday. Is it? Yeah. Every Saturday morning? You can watch like, your cartoons and stuff? You can watch it right after your cartoons. With your cereal, you're still in your cereal, you're hungover, you're watching watch a little wrestling. I'm ring announcing the next 10 shows. Uh, Zach Amico's in there. It's it's a very fun show. Check out Catalyst Wrestling. Check out all the stuff we do around here. Uh, go uh, fund my friend's app on Facebook. You know what I mean? If you're a venture capitalist, uh, you know, and buy a vinyl graph. Good night. Well, this is the first time I'm doing one of these, except for this is I did a false start, so we're gonna start some stories over. But here's the thing: I'm here. With a good, if you listen to High Society Radio, you know I got a good buddy named D. I bring him up on the. Uh, he, 
we talk almost every day, right? Yep. All right, we've been friends for we've been friends since I was 21, you're 20, so 16 years. Easy. Okay. Um, I was telling the story on the show. Uh, this episode of the show, I told the story about my neighbor, the Jewish guy with the Holocaust tattoo. Right? Yes. Now, what's funny about that guy is when my dad was sick, you would come in to check on my dad, and he'd be like, "How's your dad?" Because he, you were over at my house so often, he thought we were half brothers. And you know, my dad probably fucked some black chicks in like the seventies. Well, that just tells you where that guy's mind was because he just assumed that I was his son without even questioning it. Well, so obviously he thought maybe he got around with a few black girls himself. Well, you know, there is the weird thing. We all know that the Jews love black girls. They love them. Like it is a fucking, it is a, it is a uh, open secret in South Brooklyn. That like, 100%. Particularly like Orthodox and Hasis. Love them. Which brings me to like one of, I have you on because we're talking about a couple of jobs. Uh, one of the jobs you had was saying like three three different friends of mine drove prostitutes around the same escorts, time. Escorts, escorts. Uh, yeah, ladies of the evening. Um, for a while, and it like it was you guys were the only guys who would hang out in my house with these hookers. Well, and like really, the people we knew who were addicted to PCP at the time would hang out in my house well, because nobody wanted to see my dad sick. When my dad got sick. He was sick. Nobody wanted to be around. Like, it, people, it was, like, and like, you were close with my dad. So it was, I like, was. it was like a sad thing, but you still needed a place to smoke blunts where you had to deal with these hookers. You needed some place to hang out. You want to stay in your car all night with them. So, yeah, like, so I, I, was saying, I was saying to you a minute ago, but like the craziest story our friend Jay ever told about prostitutes was this. He was, he was dumbfounded by it. But I still kind of am when I think about it. Is like the girls all the most of the girls would lie to their boyfriends and say that they were stripping and not hooking, and they were like, "All right, I don't care as long as you don't fuck any other dudes." Uh, and then some, some of them knew, but then there was like one guy who had like a this lily white girlfriend. I remember what the girl looked like, and apparently the only rule he had was like, "I don't care what you do, but just like, I don't want you fucking other black dudes." And like, is there, was there a weird, did you, did any of the girls have like weird foibles like that that you drove? I, I don't think any of them had anything like that. I did, I did meet a few weird ones that had weird relationships where it was just seems like they were pimps and they deceived them into thinking they were their girlfriends, but nothing that weird. But they were pimps, but then you didn't work for the pimps. You worked for an escort, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I didn't were, work, yeah. But you know, you always knew it was kind of like a pimp because then they took their money as soon as they got home. I feel like that's not... Is that could that really be a pimp or is that just like a scumbag dude? Like he's not even doing the pimp work. Yeah, you're right. He's not. He's not. So I guess he's just like that deadbeat bum that doesn't mind renting his girlfriend out for a few few coins. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure. I mean, whatever. If you're doing that, you're fucking other chicks on the side. There's no way. Or you're just that gross of a dude and you don't mind. I can't. I feel like you have to just be. Some dudes are just into it. Whatever. You ever read Pimp by Iceberg Slim? No. Like. There's just dudes who are in that world, or if you ever see like interviews with pimps, they're just like they don't seem to mind that sharing their girlfriend with random dudes. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but you know, each person got their own kink, so I uh, don't yuck anybody's yum. Did you ever have to, like so? Did you ever have to with that job? Did you ever have to um, fight anybody? No, right? No. Usually it was just like a quick. St- I- I've known like people just like. Like, literally, if you just step in and get a little tough, they'll come off of the money. Most mostly, guys right? didn't want anything. They literally, if you're calling for this in the middle of the night, you, you, you just want it to happen real quick and over. Like, you paid for an hour. You were done in 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, like, some people were done super fast. Like, there was this one guy who, uh, Midtown, I dropped her off in front of the building. Hotel or? No, his house. Okay. I dropped him off in front of the building. Dropped her off in front of the building. I went around the corner, parked. 
As soon as I parked, I get a phone call to come back. I get to the front. I'm like, what happened? She's like, uh, that was the weirdest thing that's ever happened. I'm like, what? She's like, he told me to get all greased up. And then he got all greased up. All right, I'm, I'm with it so far. And he then pulled out a drumstick and asked her to uh, violate his butthole. And that was it. And that was it. For five minutes. It wasn't even five minutes. She had to go up there. Oh, and he, come, he came. Though. I imagine so because she was out in front. Oh, you didn't ask. Listen, you know, some things you just don't need to know. See, I was with that when it was just the... I always watch those uh, oil porn. Yeah. And I'm like, I've always wanted to get like a new room massage. I never got a new room massage. I have. They're good, right? Seems fun. It's something you just try at least once. Yeah. I mean, well, now with COVID, I'm not... Well, not yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm this not pre-COVID. But it, 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 it is like a thing where it's like, I get that kink, right? Like you, And like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I can do, I've done weird shit with my chick, right? Like, I've got a swing in the house. We've done stuff, right? Like, matter of fact, you came in when I was putting it up. (laughs) Like, to to people who know, you have the spare key to my house, and you walked in and just started laughing as I'm fucking testing the weight out on this sex. you gotta make sure it's gonna hold. Yeah. My girlfriend wasn't here, or she would have been quite embarrassed. Um, But, uh, there's no way I would ever put on one of those porns where the girls are covered in baby oil and be like, we're gonna do that. Yeah, no, it just seems like way too much mess to want to do in your own house. Like, yeah, I feel like you got to be in a hotel with a tarp. Well, you know, if you're calling at 3 o'clock in the morning, who knows how long you've been on the internet all night, like, building it up and finally, like, you know what, I got 250 in my, my wallet. I'm going to make this true. fantasy come true. Oh, it's a weird, you, so you never even had, like, even close to a rough... Nah, because like I said, most people that you're calling is like... They don't want a scene at their apartment. They don't want a scene. Like, we, we never went to hotels, so that kind of took out that right off the table. Mm-hmm. But like most guys, like, you either wanted someone to hang out with because you were doing a bunch of drugs, or you really just wanted a quick one and in and out. Well, that's fair. I mean, I like, well, that's the thing is like, it's also like a guy like you rings... Like, you, know, you always see those guys, whenever you get hookers for... Like, well, not hookers, but like strippers for a bachelor party... And it's just like, you just see that dude that's there, and you're just like, Ugh. you don't want any problems. Uh, this guy, this guy's gonna really. I don't know if he's got a gun on him. You don't want any problems, and like I said, most times if you're paying two fifty, you're not calling an escort just to try to rob her or rough her up. Like mm. I, I never came across that, and honestly, we. Did need you to, have any hagglers? Like we were talking about the well, dude thing. Well, well, you know what? That that was something that was dealt with the main office. So like they kind of like vetted people, and mm. the first thing they would ask you was what you did, because like if you told them like you were a doctor, then you paid a little bit more than the taxi driver. But here's the thing: is like how many taxi drivers do you think were just saying they were doctors because they figured well, that nobody's gonna they're gonna be like oh, these girls don't want to go to a taxi driver. Well, then they're stupid. Like then then they're stupid. Yeah, they would they would have saved themselves fifty bucks. Oh. Those guys just wanted, yeah, because the, the, the guy running the service, I knew the guy. First of all, these services were all, it's such a funny thing. It's like, I remember uh, the guy who ran one of the services that one of the guys we knew drove for, he calls, he calls me, his nephew calls me and goes, we don't have money to pay the phone bill. I was like, you guys are pimps. Like, I, whatever, they're not pimps. They run an escort service, a little different. But I'm like, how do you not, like, and it was like, I found out that they were running landlines and they were running yellow page ads, which cost them like ten grand a year, and that's how they made all of their money. Well, this is also like over ten years ago, prior to the internet being what it is today. Well, the internet just made it so the chicks just do it themselves. 
Yeah, but like the ones that don't want to plaster their faces all over the internet, rather go through the service because then it's just bait and switch. They just get a girl that kind of looks like a picture. Like you don't have to do any work. You don't have anyone calling your phone and harassing you. Because remember, a lot of these guys that are doing this, they might have extra capital around just to just be like obsessed. So you don't want that person calling you on a regular basis. Yeah, that's true. Well, all right. So I want to talk about another job you had, which is like kind of like everybody knows somebody who's drove hookers. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's not, it's super common. We can move on from that. But like, you had, whenever I tell people I know somebody who did this for a living, and actually the producer of this show was obtained by one of the people who did your former job. So your job for a while was uh, you kidnapped children with their parents' permission to bring them to like a Maury Povich style boot camp. Yes. And I know you told me. You told me some of the funniest fucking stories where it's like a lot of adopted kids, right? Mostly adopted from time to time, like super well off, like upper echelon parents who just didn't want to be parents. You would tell me like stories though. It would be like you would show up and you'd be like, I kind of understand why this kid was so mad. Because it would be like a huge, like be like a 16-year-old huge black kid and like dorky, like white or Chinese parents. Yes. Like often. Well, not often, but there was a few times where we got there, and I clearly understood why the kid was now being a bully. He to just the started parents. calling you Pop. Well, <laughs> try to bum a Newport. Well, well, you know what? Wait, when you finally realize that your parents aren't your parents, and you've been lied to your whole life because you're six feet tall and they're five foot five. Oh, sometimes it was like the races matched, and they're just like, yeah. I clearly am adopted. Yeah, yeah, just clear. You're, you're, there's no way you're walked my in on his dad on the shower when he was like five and was like, that's tiny. Yeah, just like there's no way. There's no. Way. I had this one kid who was sixteen, and his parents were much older at the time, and he had gotten so big that his father just couldn't physically do anything to him anymore. So he was just like abusing his parents. So they called up my company and we went to go get him. And when we got there, he, you know, had gotten enough like guts so in his belly where he thought he could take on adults. And he literally told me, how are we going to do this? So I I let him know like, well, there's two of us. There's one of you and uh, we're bigger. So uh, you're going to lose. And he he took a while, thought about it, and he walked out with us. Well, it's a funny thing because like I've never seen... You get into like a fist fight, but I do remember one time we were we were at Captain. Wal- I walked into Captain Walters in Sheepshead Bay, which is not a place. And you were there with a couple of black dudes from Canarsie, yes, a Spanish and like not sort of not the place a bunch of black guys should be hanging out getting loaded. Well, you know what? That night it was like a huge college party, so it was a really diverse crowd that night. Well, if you all right, so if people listen to this. A lot of comedy fans listen to this podcast. If you ever read Colin Quinn's book, he references Captain Walters in Sheepshead Bay as like a fucking bar in, in his book as like just a skelly shitty place. But yeah, we were in there. It was a college party. You yeah. call me. There's a lot of the older... So I was friends with a lot of the older guys from Sheepshead Bay and I've told the story on the show where they just thought it was funny that at 16 I could drink so much. <laughs> so I was still friends with them once I hit my 20s and like I remember I walked in and you guys were like, who are you friends with here? And I looked around and I was like, anybody's going to cause a problem. <laughs> and, like, there was some kid who I guess was hitting on one of our buddy's girlfriends. Yes. And you pick this kid or one of his boys off his feet and pinned him to the wall. And then the other kid we were with did nothing. Yes. The kid who wanted to start to fight. Yeah. I, Actually, I was sitting there. I think I was on my second beer. And I'm like, well, that's it. Actually, I turned around and he, he was completely gone and told me that his girlfriend, which was a 100-pound soaking wet, dragged his six-foot self away from this uh engagement yeah 
So that he started. That he started. So so what I decided to do was grab a random white girl and mm-hmm. throw her to these uh, young men and okay. said, "Come on, guys! Everyone wants to have fun." Yeah. After, but after you picked the kid up, so I'm just saying. So it's like I can imagine how big this 16 year old was <sighs> that you had to fucking pin up. Oh yeah. You told me another story where it was a small kid, and you grabbed him. Because you were just like, all right, this kid is small. And you bear hugged him from behind, and you just felt like every muscle. Um, He was 16 and had been doing the PX90 for... Uh, just in his house. Just in his house. Refused to leave the house. All he did was do his PX90. Like, so he was just like, he wasn't even like a bad kid. He, he just didn't want to go to school or leave his room. Well, he was like yeah, playing he, World of Warcraft and just getting diesel. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, like his parents bought him the PX90 in the hopes that it would get him like... Try him to get him laid, but it just made him evil. It just made him jacked, and he was really smart. So he played calm until we hit the front door, and it was like a superhero finding his superpower because he literally like broke out of my grip and took off. Really? But the best part about that whole kid is that when we finally got him into the car, after finally chasing him down and getting him back, he decided that he was going to destroy the inside of the car. You ever see a 16-year-old kid destroy the inside of a Camry? Only in Street Fighter. <laughs> Well, it was the same exact thing. Literally, yeah. just, just ripping things apart. And I'm just like, you know what? Your parents have got to pay for it, so go right ahead. Dude, I remember my mom had a drug debt once, and they just took our car. And they, like, they returned it a couple days later when whoever, <laughs> whatever dude she was seeing at the time just paid the debt off. And it was just like, I was so small. And like having to drive, just, they just fucked up the inside of the ah. car. Like the seats were just tore they up. They just cut it, it was up. Like, it was like, like, you know, like really bad, like blood graffiti. Ugh. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, like crap. Not even like yeah. artistic in any Dude, sense of the word. Dude, in ballpoint pen. But it was just like so, in, like she was just like, yeah, we'll like pick up your friend. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't have friends anymore. This is crazy. <laughs> this is, no one's coming in this car. Yeah. So I can only imagine like what a 16 year old, like they weren't even that mad. Like, they just kind of did it to be like, yeah, we can do this. So, he was supposed to be going to, I think, Chicago. Okay. And um, our whole company was like, listen. That's where you send a juvenile delinquent to really flourish, is Chicago. Well, the whole idea is you got to get him out of wherever you live. So, okay. if, they, if they live in New York, you got to get him out of New York. And uh, basically, he was in Pennsylvania. They were sending him to Chicago, so you can't get back home. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he decided that he was going to try to make everyone's life a living hell. He tried to choke the driver while we're driving on the freeway. He, um, he's ripping off door Now, are handles. they in cuffs or are they in like no, riot? Could well, you restrain them? We were the one type of company that did not use any sort of like uh, cuffs or spit guards or anything like that. Ugh. So, you know, we got paid a little bit more, but we also got like, you know, and get spit on sometimes. I had one girl Oh, so wait, other companies... Yeah, they get We'll get into that in a second. But other companies would like literally put a kid in a spit hood. Oh, yeah. And with like the whole like, you know, the dog thing that they catch your dogs with where they put on your head. Yeah, yeah, you get that whole thing, too. So like you can't get close to them just in case you're swinging. But so so here's the thing. So so some parents go to a thing. So they go to a pitch. And then the first pitch they get is like, so here's the thing. We're going to take your kid and we're going to treat him like a stray dog. Put a spit guard over him. And we're going to handcuff. And then they go to your company and they're like, well, we're not going to do that. But, like, we're going to, he's going to get tackled. Well, well, I think the way it really goes is if you go with the cheaper guys, you definitely get the uh, dog treatment. Okay. My company charged a grip. So, you know, it made you feel Well, better. I remember, like, you were like, yo, I'm making great money. You oh, just, it's like, crazy. You stopped doing it just because, like, it was just, like, for family reasons. It, like, it, it was, people it was just, wear, People didn't, 
people didn't feel safe. People in your life didn't feel safe with you doing that job. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a regular hourly thing. Like I would get a phone call that was like, "Are you free for the next three weeks? Because we got jobs lined up." And then you would have nothing for two weeks. So it okay. was like great money, but it was just it wasn't steady to actually have like a real life. Okay. And how did you get into that? I don't, I don't even remember. I applied for that online. Like it was like uh, there's no certification either. It's just like. You seem to be large and black. Uh, well, go scare some kids. Th- there's, there's absolutely no certification, but it was like they talked to you on the phone for like four. Everything was like a phone interview. The company was based in they Vegas. So they didn't know what you look like. Well, no, you send pictures and everything. Okay. You do. You fill out all these uh, like. You send like hot or not? They, sw- they have to swipe on you. No, there's no swiping at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So they just want to know what you look like. Okay. That you got to write a little paragraph about yourself. You got to talk to a million people over the phone. Okay. But like you never actually met anybody. Everything was. I thought it was kind of like I was like a secret agent. Now this is a weird thing. Now, so you're going, it's all the suburbs, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much, yeah. Like maybe a couple of like rich areas in the city. I did, I did a little of the grimier areas in the city where they, they just had money. So it was street money? Uh, no, like, but you know, like crazy people, you lived in like a rent stable. Well, yeah, like apartment. there was like, you know, yeah, every once in a while you'd have like a, a very rich old money person in like yeah. a brownstone in Bed-Stuy. Yeah, like yeah, even yeah, before yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, say, yeah. okay. So like, you're going to like these suburban, did they tell you to like, they're literally not. They're, they're being like, "Hey, just make sure, like, don't wear a polo shirt." Like, well, no, they they would tell you like, dress like um, semi professional. You don't have to wear a suit or anything like that. But you know, you, you don't want to get stopped by like the authorities. And well, be you mistaken. also don't want, You also don't want to be wearing a tie. Yeah, because that could be used against you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have to like wear a button now. But you know, like you know, something classy, nothing like an oh, so, oversized. So like a polo shirt, like a form fitting polo. Yeah, suit. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also kind of want to like look a little intimidating when you get to these kids, right? Well, well you know what? To a sixteen year old kid, I was intimidating already. I was like that's what, true. Yeah. Two seventy five at the time. Well, there was like a funny thing where it's like you had this fucking Datsun when you were twenty one. When you were twenty, what was that car? The red oh, car? the uh, the uh, Duster. Yeah. And it looked like you had like tricked it out, but it kind of looked like it had been repossessed by drug from drug dealers by me and you who were now police officers. Well, we used to show up places and people would scatter. They did. Like it was hilarious. They did. They did. Because it looked like they, this car had been seized by like a very petty cocaine dealer. And really it was just like you're just into cars. Yeah. No. And it was just like this is like the accoutrement you could afford for your car. And I turned it into whatever I could. Yeah. And it was just like so. It was like it was like like shiny hubcaps and a cu- and like a bunch of decals. Decals, and shit. red lights, yeah, red inside painted, yeah, the whole shebang. Uh, but yeah, you didn't have that at that point, no, right? No. So you were going to these things. You go to this. You do the interviews. You go. What's the first one you do? Um, the very first one I did was a sixteen-year-old in Connecticut who apparently smoked weed. That's it. That was it, dude. You know, like our good buddy. You know, uh, Hog. He was also the EMT. I think so, yes. Okay. He got sent away to rehab when we were like, we still make fun of him. We were like 16. His mom sent him to rehab for weed. And like four years later, he's just, not four years, but like 15 years later, he's just like a heroin addict. Like, what are you doing? Well, listen, if you got sent away for weed, it's like you, you, your parents clearly just didn't want to deal with him. But mm-hmm. this kid was crazy. So I get there to his house, 16 years old. And, you know, he, he was cool with it. He didn't try to fight me or anything like that. But uh, when we have to empty your pockets, he pulls out a Range Rover key. So I was like, oh, you're driving your dad's car. He's like, no, that one's mine. Then he pulls out a black card. Just don't smoke weed, kid. <laughs> but, but you know what? I kind of felt bad for him because he was like, I stopped smoking weed because they were on my case. I smoked cigarettes while they were gone. 
and they basically found an ashtray and assumed it was weed. He was like, if I pee now, I'm going to pass. But his parents didn't believe him, and everything had already been set up. Well, I, so there's, once you're there, it's not like you can be the good guy in the situation. We're like, hey, how about I just go to write in and get the test? So they tell the parents that once you do this and we show up, there is no changing your mind. So, yeah, that's a crazy thing. You told me, I remember you telling me this back in the day, because it's been 10 years since you did this. Yes. Job. Okay. So you they, they literally signed away. There, there's a contract waiver where you basically have, once you enter their door. That's it. I'm you, your parent. You basically could hogtie their kid if necessary. If necessary. Like, and it's just like, they, they have no power. They signed over their power for the next 72 hours. And how often did the parents regret it instantly? Absolutely not one of them. Not one. Not they, one. Now, was it just like, did it, was there any of them that you just, like, so the 16-year-old kid who was just smoking weed, did it just seem like they just did it? Well, that's what you kind of got, like, you just kind of felt like they were just like, I don't want to be your parent. Maybe you're a douche or like, maybe like, I just, you're like, you're an ass. So I just don't want to be your parent anymore. Ugh. And I'm filthy rich and I can afford to send you away for the next yeah, year. Yeah, I can afford a kidnapper. So, oh, they would go away for a year. I think it was oh, like so six the, weeks. No, no. You went to boot camp for six weeks and then you went to boarding school. Oh, my. So, God. the whole thing was they, you were going to get reprogrammed. Okay. And after the reprogramming, they send you to boot camp, um, to boarding school. Now, if you fight the reprogramming, uh-huh. you stay on the boot camp until they determine that you're ready to go. So, you're just in boot Like, it's such a funny thing because, like, remember in. Uh like Maury, the guy would show up and they'd be like, I ain't going to boot camp. I ain't going to boot camp. And then like the cameras would end and they'd still be like, I ain't going. And they'd be like, he went to boot camp. Yeah, he went to boot camp. So it was just like, it wasn't that guy, but it was somebody else. They just like, yeah, your parents signed this paper. Yeah, you're, you're going to go with us whether you It wasn't like Steve Wilkos, but no. it was like, it was some dude like you who came in and was just like, yeah, sorry, kid. Yeah, you got to go. And we we, we were kind of cool. We were like, listen, your parents got money. Like, we're going to put you on a plane. We're going to fly you there. But if you're going to be like a jerk, then... Uh, you have to drive. We're going to drive there, and, and you're going to pee no in a bucket. Sh- just pee in a bucket. No showers. No showers. No shoes. So let's say you had to do like a five-day drive. Do they get a hotel room? Um, No. So you're just in the car? You take turns driving. So you... No showers, but you get overtime for that. I get paid for every single hour. But So let's say you had to do overnights for like five days five day drive did they pay you a higher rate after a couple days or something no 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 because the rate was already kind of crazy high but the parents what like all right like without getting too into detail you say crazy high like how good so how how well do you get paid to kidnap a child so i got paid for an hour before i even started the job and an hour after and that was the base pay of 18 dollars an hour now you're saying that again again this is 10 years ago this is more than 10 years yes we're probably like so it's probably 13 years ago. 13 years probably okay so eighteen dollars an hour was the base pay, and you you get you got paid before you left your house. Before I left my house, so once I took the job, I got paid. So and then it's like you get to shower, get ready, eat dinner, get in your car, drive for an hour, then meet up with the other guy, get a rental car. Now be, this is so you've you've gotten you've got four or five billable hours before you even see this kid. Before I even lay eyes on him. Okay, and now mostly you just got in a plane. Took him overnight somewhere and came right back. Yes. And you got paid for the entire time, sleeping on a plane, watching movies, whatever. Once he was with me, I got paid. And then did the rate go up once they were with the kid? So the rate did go up once you were with the kid. Okay. So you got paid that base pay just to get there. And then once the kid got there with you, I think it went up a few extra dollars. Someplace so in the 20s. Mid-20s. Mid-20s. So that's like, at the time, 
really good money. Was, Especially like you have no college degree. It was crazy money. You're coming time. off driving hookers. It, this it, was the first job you had right after that, right? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, you're coming, so you're coming off driving hookers. You just didn't want to do that anymore, right? Yeah, you know, like you, you, you're like a person of the night. You, you're only waking up at like ten o'clock and going. No, out no, that was six. like a weird. That was a weird couple of years. Yeah, you, where know, you guys were all. Yeah, we were all like, like vampires, we, and we were, we all. That's the thing is like everybody went away to college and was like getting jobs, and then like we're all in my fucking house doing drugs all night with these fucking whores, which you know probably sounds really good to a lot of the forty year olds listening to this. Because as I say it, it's like, man, that was pretty sweet. I had a foosball table down there and a dart. That basement was pretty tricky. I tricked out that basement. It was ridiculous, the things that went on in Dude, that Dude, I house. remember Simon came out one day. We were just fucking shooting a twenty-two in the basement. And the next day, he just goes, Chris, no shooting. <laughs> he just said that literally, we were shooting a gun in the basement. And he's like, no shooting. I'm going to say. Like, I call the, next time you're shooting, I call the cops. I give you one warning. I'm going to say one thing that we did in that house that I will never forget, which is a Cool Whip pool. Yeah, I did. we did wrestle some girls in Cool Whip once. I, I don't want to talk too much about that. I think it's a little... Ha- I'm a little embarrassed about that. It's a little hand jobby. I do remember, though, my dad once... After that party, I refused to have another party. Well, yeah, I had to like really twist her arm. So you wanted to have a party, and my dad asked you to fix the ceiling fan yes. in the kitchen. And you start fixing the ceiling fan, and it's just like... You go, hey, Mr. Frank, I was thinking like maybe... You know, I forget who, maybe one of our buddies graduated like x-ray school or some dumb shit. He's like, you know, like you graduated x-ray school. Maybe we could have like a party for his graduation. And my dad just looks at me and goes, why the fuck is he talking to me while he's working? <laughs> well, well, I think he was like, oh, you're going to ask me something while you're fixing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, you only agreed to fix the fan because you wanted to have a party because it was the end of the summer. Well, listen, I was trying to, I was trying to get a party, another party in this. But, all right. So, how do you... All right, so you stopped doing this thing. Let, let me ask you something. There's kids you feel... Oh, actually, tell the story of the... So there was a girl, 16-year-old girl. 16-year-old girl. Um, Hot? Mm, I, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> let's, let's just say, if you were 16... I wouldn't have mind uh, being her friend. Like, yeah, like, is it the kind... It would, like, so I always say this, right? Is it morally wrong to jerk off to a memory of you at 16 getting blown by a 16-year-old? <laughs> now, what I'm saying is... If you were in high school, is it like I always when you see a certain girl, you you know you go, when I was your age, you would have fucking fucked my head up somehow. You could you, you could have fucked my head up. That's the way I put it. Well, she wasn't there. No, no, no. She no. wouldn't have done that. She wouldn't have done. That. But at the, but you know like she was that girl who was not coming home. Mom didn't know where she was. She was obviously hanging out with a whole bunch of people that her family didn't know. Men, most likely, and uh, they. Well, at least they were worried. Like here's the thing: if they were worried, they were never. Worry, like I don't think there's a, a family unless they're super Christian. You're not worried about your girl, your daughter being a unless you're in a small town. Maybe a massive slut just eating box. Like a New York, a New York family is just like, I hope she's getting her box eaten and not eating the box. But like I don't really care if she's just getting her box eaten by chicks. You know what? I I, I think when you say it like that, yeah. I remember Hogwarts was just like I remember these like we were drinking in front of a store on Park Slope, and he's just. This like lesbian couple's walking by, and we're just having this talk. He's like, he's like, yeah. If I have a daughter, I hope she's a lesbian. I was like, well, you don't want grandkids or something. He's like, look, I'm just saying I want no dicks going in a a, a woman I made. And he's like, he's like, he goes, he goes, a lipstick lesbian. That's the way you go. That's how you want your daughter to be. And this lipstick lesbian just starts belly laughing, walking hot, 
Like belly laughing walking well, by. Well, it kind of makes a little sense, but it's a little weird thinking. Like, why are you thinking about your daughter getting rammed out anyway? It's kind of weird. Like, yeah. You know, it's creepy. But this girl basically was like not coming home. Her parents bribed her on her birthday to come home by buying her a new iPhone. So she only comes home. So this is home. like an iPhone 2. Uh, I, don't, I don't actually remember which one, but I do remember it was an iPhone. Okay. And um, Dude, I remember once fucking our buddy, the guy who owns Dutch, the, the, the bar. Mm-hmm. He fucking uh, he had the first iPhone. You remember he was like a crazy person with phones. Yes. He pulled out the first iPhone in a bar in the village, right right after it first came out, and it drew a crowd. Yeah, because back then those things were incredible, crazy. Yeah. So she, they lure her back with the so iPhone. like she, so if that and then crowd, she's like, oh, you got me a black guy too. So wait, so that that crowd drew over that phone. So you can imagine what yeah. the sixteen year old girl was doing yeah. over for this iPhone. So she came back for the iPhone. It's like, oh, you got me this too. Oh, cool. So, so wait, so the so she's upset sleeping because she thinks she's waking up the next day. They bribe her that they tell her to come home and that the next day she's gonna go and get this iPhone. Okay. So, um, I show up. The mom meets us outside. The girl's room is in the attic. Okay. So we, we discuss everything outside. She's like, she's sleeping. We, we told her she was going to get an iPhone. She thinks we're going away tomorrow, but you guys are taking her tonight. I'm like, cool. She did the, they did the fake trip and the iPhone. Where did they say they were taking her? I, I don't even remember that one, but... Um, where do you even say... I've always been weirded out by the people who, once they hit 16, still go on vacation with their parents. Well, you, Although, then again, I went on vacation with our friend's parents when I was 20 and he was 19. There you go. But you know what? For someone who's not coming home and your mom calls up and says, hey, it's your birthday tomorrow. You want to go out and get an iPhone? You come home. Yeah. So. She, yeah, do you want to go? To, and it probably wasn't like Disney World. It was like, we're going to go to like California. Eat or something. Yeah, yeah. It's probably just going out to eat. But, you oh, know, okay. it's probably like I'm getting an iPhone. So I got to go home to get my iPhone. So. Um, what kind of, first of all. That's like when the cops like do the scam where like they set up a fake contest and they just It's call exactly you. that. Like. Like even at six, if my grandmother called me at sixteen, and was like, "Yeah, I bought you with mind you, we were poor and she bought me nothing ever." Like I remember, um, my birthday present one year was I gave her the money to turn on a beeper for me because they wouldn't give you a beeper if you were under eighteen. That was my birthday present when I was like fifteen, and I remember like she then made me go pick it up. But the, and then uh, like I was just like I'm not giving you the number. But the difference is is that if you were acting up, your grandmother would just deal with you. Versus well, you, these I, I, people, that's the thing is like we would never have had the money for an yeah. iPhone. But it was just like if my grandmother was just like, yeah, like if I was being an asshole, like if I was going through one of my like real dickish like not coming home, we and she called me up and she was like, yeah, like. I made your favorite. Like even if she was just like I, I made I made goulash. You love goulash. Like I like my grandmother made pretty good goulash, and like I would be like she found my drugs. But like, what, I would instantly. <laughs> but what you have to realize is that these parents have tried bribery well before they come to my company. Okay. So this is not a they new know thing. It works. Yeah, this is not a new thing for them to like try they, to bribe. They know they'll get dad. a half response. Still get something, something. So the kid comes home. We talk to the parents in the uh, in the driveway. They take us upstairs, and the way we do it is we like we like the parents to wake up the kids. Okay, and they're like, you know, 
We, we got something we got to talk about. Santa's here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And you're just coming in a red polo shirt and clothes lineup. And like Mar- you give him the power slam like Mark Henry? Well, well the, the greatest thing is when you see their face change because, like, mom is white, dad's white, they're white. And then here is this these two large black men. One, oh, so your partners were all black guys, too. Well, my, the one that I always worked with was black. He was an English black dude, too. So he had oh. a very nice spoken voice. Dude, that's terrifying. <laughs> if, you're, if you're 16 before the internet and a black guy starts speaking to you in an English accent, you assume near cutting your head off like I, you just assume that's like the craziest gangster of all time <laughs> so he would kind of do all the talking I just stood back there looking like kind of greasy okay and um we go in there and the mom wakes her up and like we got to talk about something we walk in the room she jumps out of bed like what's what, what's going on mom like what's happening here so we asked the parents because the internet didn't exist so she'd never seen a gangbang porn before <laughs> well well I guess so <laughs> But um, we asked the mom to leave the room so we could talk to her. We tell her what's going on. She tells us. You left us, your socks on. <laughs> Always leave your socks on. You never know when you got to run out. But um, we tell her what's going on, and she jumps up and says, I'm not going anywhere, and proceeds to take off all her clothes. In the room. So that is, I, I assume she did this in the car and some bug out. No, no, no. She did this first. That was the first thing. Like, you guys are going to take me? I'm getting butt naked. Oh, my. God. So we had to call the mom back into the room. Like, watch this. Well, we have to have her there now that she's naked. And uh, we could try to convince her to get she dressed. She comes in, you're like, put your socks back on. <laughs> so um, we, we somehow convince her to get dressed. And uh, we get her in the car. And, well, actually, before we get her in the car, we get her outside. And it's got to be like 12 o'clock in Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, nice neighborhood in Pennsylvania. We get suburbs, outside. Suburb, suburb of Philly? Uh, suburb of Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get outside, and she looks at us mm-hmm. and goes, rape, rape. And then realizes that, like, we're like, no. And she goes, rape, at the top of her lungs. But what we didn't know Yo. is her mom assumed that was going to happen and told all their neighbors what was going on. So, wait, wait, wait. The mom had to call all the neighbors. Na- so, I- I'd imagine... Um, because like, I'd imagine like they were like, Hey, just so you know, like imagine the call, they have to call in this very white suburb of Philly. Super white. Now, Philly, incredibly racist. Yes. Suburbs of Philly, incredibly racist. Very. Even if they're affluent. Yes. Uh, so she had to call all of her racist, white, affluent neighbors and go, Hey, just in case you see my 16 year old daughter being carried out of the house by two black men yelling rape. Well, I don't, just, we're playing a game. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if she went through all those details, but she did inform us that she told them that there's a possibility that if they look out the window and her daughter is screaming of sexual assault, that uh, she is just being sent away. Uh, I, I like I, the one neighbor who didn't check his answering machine is like, is she yelling grape? There <laughs> seems to be two black gentlemen with her. <laughs> I, I have grape juice, <laughs> but we actually got her. Oh, wait a second. Are they... Is it like, are they like Aquaman, but with grape juice instead of the ocean? <laughs> but we actually got her to the airport, and uh, she tried it again. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, but what was really... Because this is post-9-11. This is post-9-11. Okay. And uh, what, what actually happened is, we're in Philly, and I don't know if you've ever been to the airport in Philly. There are some ugly people in Philly. Yeah. It's like, gross. So... I mean, I hold on. I don't need to go to the airport to know that there's ugly people. Like, I just, I've never seen such like, a large group like the of first ugly thing, people. No, but the funny thing is, like, you're like, 
you know, like you see the uggos, the airports. Like the first thing everybody does when they get to Philly is go to the place where you eat ten thousand calories on bread with cheese whiz. <laughs> it, I, I, it blew my mind. You know, I just couldn't believe there was such a large amount of just like grossness. Okay. And uh, she decides that she's going to try to pull the rape card in the airport. Now, now we told her if she did this, it was a good the rape card is a one eyed jack. Just everybody. Knows. We, we 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 like told her that if you did this, there's a possibility you get a, you can get charged. For yelling that in an airport. It's a federal crime. It's not like yelling fire in a movie theater. It's not like People yelling, are running to the rape. It's not like yelling fire, but if you do it in federal area, it, it, it's like other That's charges. True. So like, there's a whole thing with it. That's true, because you could be distracting from a terrorist. There's a whole okay. thing that goes along with it. So she tried it, and uh, this very large white gentleman of a Philadelphia-type stand. So roughly six-something, 300 pounds, yeah, belly yeah, yeah. hanging over, grabs me. Grabs my partner. There's like a swarm of what, people. Would he hold you up like the Monopoly Listen, fucking he, go to jail card? He grabbed us. We weren't going by anywhere. Your, he grabbed you by your scruff? We weren't going anywhere because we had paperwork. So we're not going anywhere. But he like grabbed us. And then all of a sudden, all these other guys come out. They take us into a back room. Can we talk about how much that's got to suck for that Philly security guard to have to read the contract that you are legally allowed to kidnap this 16-year-old Well, I promise you that contract. Do you know that Jack Johnson went to jail for trafficking white women across state lines? Oh, my God. The first black world heavyweight champion. Yes, I did know that, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, it's like, <laughs> literally, you used to not be able to drive. Black people, after they were free and could be the world heavyweight champion, were not allowed to cross state lines with white women. And here you are with a white child bringing her on a plane. Yes. Unvoluntarily. Unvoluntary. Parents sign off. But uh, we get into this room, and uh, we, we tell him what's going on. We show him the paperwork. The, the contract is such an easy thing to read, so that it's very simple. Okay. And uh, he persists to turn to her and, and get real close and tell her that if he finds out that she's doing this again, that he will make it his business to show up to the court date. Really? Yes. Oh, so now, now she's scared. Because now a white guy said it. Oh, a large, gross white guy at that. And uh, we then got escorted directly to the plane, and we also had them take her on the plane. Okay. And supposedly, I, I, was, I didn't get, take that flight, but supposedly they were met with TSA agents on the other side. Oh. Uh, yeah, so she obviously got... She, 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 got, she got the fear of God. Because that was when like, kind of everybody was really scared of fucking around in airports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't want to do that. I'm telling you, Philly is different. Like, uh, I've been to New York. We, I've been, we know. It's, a lot oh, of fans oh, are from out in Pennsylvania. Oh, so they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. scary out there. Yeah. All right. Well, so all right, we got one last job to talk about. I, got, I know you got to get home. But uh, so your current job is you essentially bring kids from a group home to a charter school. Yeah, I'm what you call a uh, behavior specialist or a crisis counselor. Because you have all that experience kidnapping children. Well, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy, you know. But, but there, there's the flip side, though, because these are like, you told me, the, the sentence you said to me after your second day at, at work. Oh, I'll never forget it. You sat it. in here, and you're, you, you're like, I need a drink. And I pour you a drink, and you go, if you want more here, have some more whiskey. If you want. Thank you. Help yourself. And... uh you sit down and you go, these kids are so hood, they don't know they gay. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Because it's like, you know, you can't be gay in the hood because it's not cool. But like, they didn't even realize. I, I need you to tell, because I can't say that word on the air anymore. People get touchy. Unless Paperface is there for some so, reason. So wait, you mean nigger's dick in my eye? Yeah, yeah. Well, just say the way he was saying it. Well, I, I don't even, do I, 
How did it go? It was repeated. You were just like, you were, and you, you said you had to pull over. Oh, because we were in the car coming back. Yeah. And you know what it was? I was so brand new that they were like just getting a kick out of like shock value. Okay. So they would say like the most awful thing wasn't he like me. saying it over? Oh, it was repeated. Just, can you, so it was like, please just tell me, just tell the story the way you told me the I, I don't know if I remember it exactly, but I'm going to try. So we were driving back from like uh, some skate park, and he's in the front seat, and I'm brand new. This is like maybe my second or third day. Like I said, you, like, to, to the listener, D walked into my house that day, sat down, and was like, I need a fucking drink. <laughs> and then you said, these kids are so hood, they don't know they gay. They don't. They don't. They, they just didn't. And <laughs> he, he persisted to tell me how much he wanted a nigger dick in his eye. Repeatedly over and over. This is a black child. No, this was a Hispanic child. Okay, but you know, be, being that I was black, he was trying to let me know something. Oh, so you, and now you pull over and you say, "Excuse me," or because now you're now you kind of like will fuck with the kids back. But this is early in your thing. You, I remember you told me you pulled over and you stopped the car and you turn around and you go, "Excuse me, are you a homosexual?" Well, because I just. I didn't know what was going on. I was like brand new. Like they tell me I'm working with these kids. You know, they say off off the wall things. But uh, when you're going to repeatedly say you want a nigger dick in your eye and there's only one large black man in there. Everyone else is uh, Hispanic. It's kind of creepy. So wait, these are all Spanish kids? Well, in that ride, it was oh, all Spanish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the only ones that could skateboard? Well, I've never seen. Well, this is before that guy with the cranberry juice. Cranberry juice. You don't know that guy from TikTok? The oh, yeah, this is guy. way before the cranberry juice guy. But I uh, know we were just, it was like a day trip, so we took them all out. And I just had, yeah. the, oh, I had the Hispanic van coming back. They all loved me. I was also brand new, so they had a kick out of like weirding me out. Okay. But, so uh, he's saying this over and over again. Then you ask him if he's gay. Yeah. He says, um, I, I don't even remember what he said. You say, nah, I just want to. Nigger dick in my eye. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, yeah, you know. Is, I remember that. I will remember that story until the day I die, because it is. He's like, no, I'm not gay. I just want... Like, what? So the funniest part about that kid is that he then had a, another roommate who was from Brazil, and his parents... Happy to oblige. Brazil? Well, his parents were two gay men that adopted him. Okay. And he did not quite like them because they were gay, but he mm. himself did not know that he was gay. Oh, so he... That's why they picked him. They knew. I don't know if they knew, but... Well, it's like... Look, whatever. I always say this. It's like, everybody in elementary school had a gay kid in the class that they knew was gay. Like, we had a kid that we called, and I'm... This is 20 years ago, but I'll just say it. We used to call him Paul Fag. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, And he... He wasn't gay, supposedly. I met his husband on the beach a few years back. <laughs> so I guess you got it right. I you ran, called it. Yes. So we used to call him that, and he was like, I'm not gay, blah, blah, blah. We found gay porn on your computer. He said he used to send the gay porn to this other kid to prank oh, him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, so you and the other kid we think are gay. So <laughs> like, I'm collecting all this gay porn. Like, nobody ever treated that kid poorly. I, another kid that I like actually didn't realize was gay, like, had like a crush on me years later when we were grown-ups. I know about that And one. I just like, it was when I first started working in the kitchen. And he was like, how, how come you're not like setting up plans with me? I was like, I was like, bud, I, I don't want to say his name, but I was like, I was like, dude, I'm working 60 hours a week. I have one day off. I don't care that you have a crush on me. <laughs> I, I'll be like, dude, I would love to go drink with you because I would pay for nothing. <laughs> and I'd probably be able to finger some skank at the bar for being so progressive. You live in Bay Ridge, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, uh. like, but he's like, so now you're driving these kids. Every day, this is your yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, this is my job. I'm hanging out with these kids. So, some of them you like. Yeah, yeah, most of them, most of them, I, 
I have great memories. Is there but... some like intense? Like so, let's go pre-COVID. Is there like a intense? So you used to have to break. It's it's a rare situation where this school is these kids are so bad that you're supposed to. Bre- so now you're not supposed to break up fights because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you for a while were supposed to. I was break supposed up. to stop them from fighting. That was like, my job. Fi- but physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not like you can't hit them. But you're supposed to hold them down or whatever. Um, you need to take that. No, no. All right. Um, so you got so you got to hold them down or whatever. Did any of these kids ever pull anything on you or just try to punch? No. Them? Well, you know what was really cool is that most of these kids didn't have any animosity towards me. It was all towards the person they were going up against. So well, like, you, you would tell me that there were some kids that were like so pussy. That they didn't realize that you were helping them by telling them not to hang out because they're dumb. Yeah, yeah, no, well, they, these kids are dumb. Yeah, they, well, that's the reason why they're there. Most of them is that they just stop going to school, and you got to go to school. And it's not even like they're necessarily. A lot of them have some sort of undiagnosed disability. Well, you know what? I almost feel like one went hand in hand. So you were you stopped going to school, so they figured out that there was something wrong with you. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't. Okay, but a lot of them, you see, the parents just don't even want these kids. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, maybe parents not in a great space, and so then they're just like, you know, I don't want to be a parent, but I got this kid in the house. And then they're like, someone comes to the house and they're like, we'll take your kid from you. And they're like, yeah. So the company you work for essentially gets paid to take these kids off the hands. Yes. All right. Is there any other good funny stories other than that one? Um, I I did witness these this one incredible fight. I've never seen a Superman punch... Done. In real life. In real life, in like two feet away from my face. Uh, I'll tell you this. I always say a Superman punch always looks kind of dainty, and then you watch the guy fall, and you're like, wow. Dropped like a rock. And um, it was insane. We were in the basketball. Uh, we were in the basketball courts, and everyone's shooting around. And so one not kid, a Latino kid. Uh, well, actually, yes, it was. It was the Brazilian kid. That threw the Superman punch. No, he got knocked out. Oh. He got knocked the fuck out, actually. So um, he threw a basketball at someone who he thought he was uh, tougher than. And um, this other kid looked at me dead in my eye, smiled at me, and I immediately said no. You knew, you knew what it was. Oh, I knew, I knew he was going to attack him in some way, but I didn't know the Superman punch okay. coming. He, he slowly walked up to him. I like how it's like a Superman punch of all things. It was just, it was so slow, and like I was like trying to get there, and no matter how fast I was moving, it was just happening right in front of my face. And uh, he walks up so slow, and this kid is going, "What are you going to do to me?" Hands down, hands down, uh, chest up, chin up. What are you gonna do? And this kid gets like maybe like three feet away, stops, smiles, winks at me. And proceeds to jump up into the air. And just blast him. Blast him. Hits him so hard, the kid falls back. Lands on his back. Hits the ground. Pops up. Has no idea what's going on. Pops up, though. Pops up. But not coherent. Pops up just like my body reacted and I got He's still not there. Yeah. So uh, the kid that punched him is standing directly in front of him. He doesn't even realize that. The kid then walks over to me. Mm -hmm. Goes... Donovan, I just had a uh, blackout. I'm going to go to uh, the uh, nurse and walks out. This other kid is screaming in the middle of the gym, looking for this kid who just walked right by him. Like literally right by him. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, that's great. 
And is there any, anything else? Yeah, you know, there's just uh, ordinary fights, like people throwing things. So, like, is there anything, like, bizarre that's said, even from a parent? Uh, you know what? The parents really, they're not around, but, like, I've seen some, like, 16-year-olds beat up some 21-year-olds repeatedly. Because you have 21-year-olds. Yeah, they go up to 21. So, I've seen repeated 16-year-olds beat up 21-year-olds. So do the 21-year-olds, like... They just assume that because they're older that, you know... No, it's a bad thing to assume. It's definitely bad, especially when you're talking about kids that are normally from like the projects. Because like at some point, the age really doesn't matter. At some point, I mean, sixteen, twenty-one is not that different, like physical strength-wise. And I literally watched the sixteen-year-old kid, and I, I begged the twenty-one-year-old. I was like, "Listen." And I'll tell you this: the twenty-one-year-old stand in the group home. Yes, they don't have weights in the group home. They do, but you know, they don't use them. I'm just saying, is like that sixteen-year-old kid was probably he just got there, so he's probably a little more spry. It's not jail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not jail where you're in jail for a while and get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Get smaller while you're. Yeah, yeah. Or you're just chunky and stuff. But I watched this twenty-one-year-old. I begged him not to go over there, and he said he wanted to fight him. And I watched this guy pick him up and bring him down like three or four times. And then he persisted to get up crying, and I was like, "Bro, you're losing to a sixteen-year-old. Just give it up." Why'd you even do this? Was there one, there was, I feel like there was one you were telling me where there was this kid who was like so stupid, he didn't realize these kids weren't his friends and then spazzed on them. It's like a regular day. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's always one of those. But there's like, so there's a lot of kids, wasn't there like a kid you thought that like, was like saying he was a gang member, but like was like too, like you clearly were like was too mentally disabled to have ever joined Oh, yes, 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 yes. That, that that was one I thought was funny. Yes, yes. You know, no. So, uh, we're not going to say his name, but uh, yeah, this kid, I really thought he was a was blood. Kanye West. <laughs> he really thought he was a blood and uh, would occasionally walk around flagging and throwing up his hands and persisted to yell out the windows of things. And one day, the kids that were in the van with him just didn't appreciate it anymore. And I think the kids that beat him up were 14 and 15, actually. Those kids. And he was 21? And he was 21. Oof. And like they were, were they blood? You don't even know. No, no, they, no. That they actually were no gang affiliated. Really? Yeah, they just were like tired of hearing him scream out something they knew was a lie. Oh, so he was just like a fraudulent. Person. He he was a fraudulent person, and if I guess if you didn't know anything about gang members, you might believe him. But anyone that knew anything about anybody would just if look you at just him. Saw him. Like, he could scare somebody on the subway, but not really. Maybe an old lady? But if she's from Brooklyn, she'd probably tell him to get away. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Well, at least they didn't stick their dick in his eye. No, but I had one bite some fingers. Really? Yes. When was that? That was um, because soda was thrown in a movie theater, and uh, they persisted to fight Wait in the Wait a van. second. Little ghetto kids were acting up in a movie theater? Acting up Why in a movie theater. Why would you even bring them to a movie because theater? Because normally the movies calm them. Like, dark place. It's kind of like a bird. Like, you throw a blanket over oh, it. Like when you, when you put a hood on a falcon? Yeah, yeah. And they go to sleep. It was kind of like that thing. But every now and then, if the movie was too, like, uh, exciting, they, 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 it, it didn't work. And stuff got thrown. They got into the van. Uh, people were fighting. We finally got back to the location. Um, the other kids weren't telling him to come out to fight. He said no. So they said, we're going to come in after you. He said, if you come in here, you're not going to like it. And uh, persisted to take down his pants. Uh, they ran in there afterwards. And uh, all I heard is, he's got my fingers in his mouth. He's got my fingers in his mouth. I fought a kid in Fresh Air Fund camp when I was a kid. Uh, and he bit my neck. See, see, you know what? There's just no rules with little kids like that. There's just absolutely no rules. Like everyone yeah. thinks that it's like they're gonna have this like regular These are, like, fight. Little kids, but no. He, first of all, it, yeah, there's a weird thing where like at some point when you're 17 to 22, you think there's fight rules. 
And then once you hit 25, you're like, oh, no, I'm just throwing a chair at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not hitting you with my hands. That's going to hurt. I told the story on the show about uh, when I fought that kid, Vic. Do you ever know that story? No. Oh, fucking our, our buddy that's a bartender at that spot, he, like, called me. He was like, you know he wants to fight you? And I was like... Oh, I was like, we're like 22. <laughs> and I just had to bare knuckle box this kid with oh. glasses for 10 minutes. Like, Such a bad idea. He, he, he got the shit kicked out of him. Such a bad idea. Yeah. Like anyone that goes, in, it's kind of like our other friend who called up someone that we both knew and demanded to have a, a fight with him. But he kept talking about having fighting pants. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. And who did he demand to fight? Who? The Russian. Really? Yeah, he called his mother's house. He was sleeping. He called. I invite, so the person we're talking about is our buddy who's from Korsk, Russia. Yes. Who is literally the stupidest person. He's as close as mentally retarded as a non-mentally He's retarded. He's a long-haul truck driver. He went to college, though. He got a degree. His parents are both psychologists. He, yeah, he's really not that dumb. He's pretty dumb. So here's the thing. I remember once we were eating at Tatiana's in Brighton Beach. It's me and all these Russians. And I'm sitting next to the guy who owns the grappling club, Alex. And fucking... This kid is talking to the waiter. And Alex looks at me and he goes, You think he's only fucking a moron in English? I guarantee you that waiter's going to ask me what he's ordering right now, and I'm going to have to tell him. Oh, so him. He, he, was, he was just dumb in both. He's dumb in both. Dude, he called me once. Had to be 100 degrees outside, middle of the day. I'm talking about it was noon. I was waking up. We're like 17. He calls me and goes, Chris, I'm out in the streets drinking Schlitz malt liquor. You're a fucking pussy if you don't come outside. Sounds just like him. Yeah. Sounds just <laughs> like him. He also jumped out of a moving car on the BQE. Dude. He fucking stuck a roach clip in his ear and never took it out and then went to the doctor like five years later for the first time and they were like, there's no roach clip in your ear. He's like, well, I didn't take it out. He's like, your earwax, his ear, the earwax melted the roach clip. In I'm, his- I'm sure it fell out in his sleep. Like, he would have picked it up off his pillow and smoked He probably would have. But I, I, so wait, I, he's going to fight this kid. Who says he has fighting pants? The dummy or the, the dummy. fucking other kid? Oh, no, the other kid. The other, the other kid. kid. Spanish kid. Spanish kid. Addicted to dope. Addicted to dope. Says okay. that he wants to fight him because of some stupid altercation that happened like the week prior to. Dude, I, I smacked the shit out of the dumb kid once. I'll tell you that story in a second. I begged him. I tried to plead with him like it was not worth fighting over. But it didn't work. And what he did... Because these are both stupid people. They are both stupid people, but one was bigger than the other. So you know what? If you're small and stupid, you don't fight big and stupid people. Yes. So he then persists to ask me for his number, which I refused to give him. Because I was like, I'm not going to be part of this. And he got... House phone. Because he didn't have a cell phone. He didn't have a cell phone. So he calls his house phone. That person was sleeping. He was sleeping in his house. His mother answered the phone. And he said, go get your son. I need to talk to him. So you already know how he felt about mothers and disrespect. Well, he's Russian. So he's completely offended at this point. So he gets on the phone and he's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, I want to fight you. Let's fight. So they organize this fight. Another one of our mutual friends picks them all up. They go into an alleyway where they find... um, This is where 25 at the time. Yes. Yes. Fucking child shit. What are you doing? So they go into an alleyway where they proceed to fight. Okay. And... The larger of the two has got to be like six one. Uh-huh. The smaller one is what, like five six, uh-huh. one hundred and twenty five pounds. No, maybe maybe one hundred and sixty. So he had been raging about these fighting pants that he had and how much he was going to kick. I wasn't there for the actual fight, 
But what I was there for is when they got back to the house. Now, the person that won the fight did not own the house. The person that lost the fight did own the house. He invited him back into his house to hang out. I fucking remember this now. So they're all hanging out in the house. Mm -hmm. And the one that won the fight is asking for things like food and drink. And the one that lost the fight... The winner spoils. ...is running to his beck and call. The loser decides, you know, I've lost everything. I'm still leaking out of my nose. He's literally walking around with a t-shirt in his nostril the whole entire time. Okay. And he persists to say that he wants to do some drugs. So he offers the guy that just beats him up some some drugs. drugs. And some nose drugs. Some nose drugs. And then he persists to try to do some nose drugs himself, mm-hmm. which did not work because he was leaking blood. And I just could not believe what I was looking Probably at. Probably looked like vodka sauce. I, I just couldn't believe. I, the whole entire time I'm going, I begged you not to fight this kid. And you proceeded to call his house, disrespect his mother, then take him to an alley so he can beat the crap out of you. And now you're being his foot servant. So I got into a vague fight with this kid Leaving the same person's car. So we were in a bar on Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn. And we're there. And it's one of the bars I hang out in. It's not like some bar. Okay. And he's in there. And he was tipping. because, But he's just so stupid that he pull, he put his money into somebody else's tip pile. Uh, and then he, they clean it up. And the girl goes, you didn't pay yeah. Me. No, the girl goes, Learn how to tip. He's like, here's a tip. Get a better job. Because he thought she didn't, she knew he tipped. And this nigga was good enough. So she goes, get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of here. Blah, blah, blah. She throws him out. And I'm like, this is a girl like I, I like, her I ended up, I ended up like fucking hooking up with her a few times years later. But it was like, it was like, I knew all her, I didn't know her that well, but I knew all her friends. And I'm like, great. Now everybody's going to be like, Chris is bringing assholes around again. Because actually, you spit in that girl's hair. Whoa, 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 whoa. I remember I was defending your honor. She was turned around and you loogied in her hair. I was just, I literally just said, you were all drugged up. And I like literally was like, I can't stand this bitch. And you loogied in her hair. Listen, I remember you telling me she was disrespectful. And I was like, who, her? And I kind of coughed or something. Maybe something came out. I don't know. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> Same girl, though. Okay. Coincidentally, years earlier. Um, and. Fucking, we leave, and I'm just arguing with him, like, why you can't just be a dick, just settle the fucking thing, he's like, he's like, some skank, bro, you're getting, some skank, I'm like, it's like, I was like, it's not about that, I just want to be able to go and drink in that bar, because, first of all, that girl charged me for no drinks, you know what I mean, like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean, and like, her friend, who got her the job, was like my good buddy that I knew since I was like 10 years old. So it's just like a bad look that you're bringing this guy in. Yeah, like I'm just like, what are you doing? And he just couldn't get it through his head. I literally, like, honestly, I would have dropped it if he was like, you're right, I shouldn't have been that much of an asshole. He wouldn't drop it. He just kept going, for some skank, bro. I was like, it's not about the skank. (laughs) It's about this is a place that I go often. And he starts, I was like, well, you want to get out of the fucking car? And the kid whose car it was pulls over, lets us both out about four blocks from my house, drives off. And this kid starts, this is the kid who won the first fight, windmill punching me. And I just like smacked him and put him in like a DDT, like, like I was going to give him a DDT. And I go, bud, you want to keep doing this? He's like, I'm going to keep doing this. And I pick him up by his like collar and shove him really hard. And he falls back and I put my hands up and I go, are you sure? Because we could just have a drink tomorrow. And he goes, I'll go home, bro. <laughs> 
It's like, all right. So I think that's why that kid thought he had a chance because in his heart, in his eyes, like if you time. did it. If you did it, then he had a shot. But I was begging him. I'm like, yo, don't do that. Like you don't get, you don't stand a chance. You're telling me about fighting pants, like. This was like before like MMA was a thing and he was thinking like he was going to do some karate moves. Just like one pair of sweats. I think he might have watched Bloodsport maybe that weekend. Those were were just his heroin pants. He might have watched like Bloodsport and gotten real pumped up. Thought he was like Vin... uh, Well, no, it's not Vin Diesel. It's uh, Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought he was Van Damme. But um, he... I couldn't believe that then he invited him back into his house. Like, if you beat me Dude, up, that you can't house, come home. That house was like a drug den. I remember I was well, so no, pissed. That's exactly what it was. That same apartment, there was fucking uh, Dominican Jay was there. And he got in a thing with the fucking kid poisoned from Sheepshead. Well, that's how that through. fight started because of that event. Because of the same night? So, no, it didn't happen. Yeah, that night, all that disrespect happened uh, is why he wanted to fight him. I just remember the kid Jay hesitated with a bat and it bounced off the kid poison's back, back of his head. And I was like, fuck. And I gotta listen to this kid talk about how he ate a... And like, I'm talking about the bat gingerly dinked off his head. Well, he took the bat from him too. Yeah, but I just remember sitting there going, I'm gonna have to hear about how this kid ate a bat to the head for the rest of my life. And I just remember it was like not even a fight, just like two dudes. And the one kid was like a, a money guy, but like he just wasn't a fight guy. You know, he had his cousin for that who wasn't with him. And he just didn't think it was going to be a problem. And this fucking other kid was just like, oh, why is this other motherfucker in here selling drugs? Like, <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck? So, so basically what happens after all that happened, the kids that lived there wanted to throw them out. And uh, they didn't want to leave. So they went to the store and came back. And they were like, yeah, you guys can't come back in here. And they were like, what do you mean we can't come back in? And we're still hanging out. And they're like, nah, you know, it's just us and these people. Like, you guys got to go. And they kind of like pushed their way in and then sat them down and explained to them why they were bad hosts and then hung out until like seven in the morning. I, and like then left left. After, I left after the stupid bat thing. So like, that night, that whole disrespect happened uh-huh. and that kid defi- decided he wanted to, like he wanted to get a, he wanted his honor back. So he thought he was going to fight the smaller of the three who was still a very large individual <sighs> and lost. This badly. is a. Uh, this is a convoluted story at this point. So I'm just going to wrap this up. At least nobody ended up with a dick in their eye. No, 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 no dick in their eye. All right. Well, th- thanks for doing this. I know you have nothing to plug on this because no. you can't. You have a job that you cannot admit. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk admit. about There's that. a reason why there's literally no video. This is the first uh, interview I've done without video in years. Yeah, no video. Like, so no video. But thanks for doing this, D. Really appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. Uh, Support our sponsor, VinylGraph.com. That's V-I-N-Y-L-G-R-A-F-F.com for custom graffiti vinyl stickers. Uh, use the promo code CHRIS1. You're going to get 10% off your order. Thank you very much. Wait, what's the name of that again? VinylGraph.com. Oh. Yeah. All right. Good night. <laughs>